Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday the 5th of July 2020. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today is Zachary Burgess. Talking at the birds. And Robert Kemp. The birds. They, they come for us Just all. Just barely made it in time there. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you could tell. Are they talking back? Not currently, but there were some pigeons making loud noises a while ago. <laughs> you ever played the game uh, Wood Pigeon or Dove? No. I mean, they sound the same. Yeah, they're all. That's just all of them. They're all up here currently, constantly. Ooh, 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 all up in our garden. Pigeons are a kind of dove, right? Or is it the other way around? I don't know. Rock that's dove, it. isn't that the technical yeah. name for a pigeon? A rock dove. Yeah. Throw up the horns. That's probably why they're so filth. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're a lot more numerous than the average dove. <laughs> the rock doves have taken over. I mean, some pretty weird. <laughs> there's been some pretty whole... weird sounds going on outside my window that aren't not, not even bird related. These ones, like I'm pretty sure someone in one of the houses along our row has bought their child a t- train whistle because all I hear outside is just like random faint train whistles. <laughs> like <laughs> that's not a train; that's just someone blowing a train whistle. Even though you're literally right next to the railway. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I guess if they if you have a child that likes trains that much because they live next to the railway, why not just even more train paraphernalia? <laughs> I, I mean, guess. you even have because there's a crossing there. You even have like a whistle sign. Yeah, right? they constantly <laughs> horn as they're coming, just like that one just now. Which you may not have been able to hear, but here it comes. And there it goes. Yay. <laughs> but combined with the actual trains whistling, you now have random. Yeah, now we have fake random whistles, whistles as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would take that over what well, I, I guess some one of our neighbours' kids has a toy police car or something, uh-huh. because there was one afternoon this week where it was just going. All that's creepy. I, th- I think like they a left it out. bomb siren. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. You know, it was like a terrible square wave coming out of a tiny speaker. It, doesn't, oh, okay. it didn't sound good, but it's like I'm, it was loud. And I think someone had just like this kid had been playing with it and just left it outside. <laughs> Something and no one noticed. And it's like somebody please fetch that cop car, whatever it is. I'm a grumpy neighbor. Talk about weird noises. Last night. At 1.30 a.m. in the morning. A.m. in the morning. A.m. in the morning. Yeah, not not p.m. in the morning. Someone, it sounded like someone had decided now is the perfect time to get my cement mixing on. What? It was really loud. Let's mix some cement. Well, we assume that's what it was because it was like, it was pretty constant noise. And it, it, it had a sound that was a little bit like taking a shovel and just sort of scraping it around concrete. Hmm. So sort of if you got it and we're just like, I'm going to make, I'm just going to scrape this in a circle. <laughs> Was it not just the railway maintenance? Because that always I mean, happens getting past the hub I don't, I don't think it makes, well, it's a really, they don't normally make that noise, is what I mean. It was really well, different, loud. It was, different... it was quite echoey, so it could have been that sort of distance. I there's different but ones, because was... I think the one that would sound most like that is the one where hmm. they, it's. I'm not sure exactly what they're doing, but it's where they're like repiling the gravel. Because when right. you hear that come past, it comes past because it goes. It goes quite slowly, presumably because it has to stop at like each uh, 
what you call the wooden bits that go under a railway slab. Sleeper. Uh, no, sleeper, that's it. They probably yeah. have to stop at each one. So you'll get the train that just goes, and it goes along. And you can hear it coming from miles away because it keeps having to stop like every two feet or whatever. Yeah, it wasn't that. It was it was it was constant at least. And then, but, but I don't think it would have maintained. Yeah, maybe it was sparks. a maybe it was a maybe it was a grinder because uh, it would have had to have been a it was a constant noise and it didn't seem to get any quieter for a long time. If you see what I mean, it was just a, just constant. But that's, that's what it would, but it would have to have gone past if it was a grinder, right? It would have to go, but not that well, not that fast. <laughs> not even close. That, that's that sort of progression. And it, they might not have necessarily had to go past because sometimes you they definitely like go back and forth over the same bit of line. I've had some noticed that happen before. Mm. They could have just been paranoid about that new bridge they put in. Maybe it was its first required grinding. Mm. Anyway, it was really annoying. Woke both Gnome and I up. We had to go have a, have a peer out the window to see if we could figure out where it was coming from. And we couldn't. That's rare that that actually would wake you up from that far away. Well, we had the windows open, obviously. Well, sure. But surely you've lived there long enough that you've got used to all the railway noises, even the unusual ones. I can't can't say I'd heard that one before. It might not have just woken me up before. Well, yeah, exactly. Yes. (laughs) So something unusual. Either the noise was unusual or your reaction to the noise was unusual. I mean, it's less creepy than the time one of the warehouses set their alarm to to basically sing nursery rhymes. Okay. That was hella creepy. <laughs> no one was just like like crossing the green one night and she, I can't remember what it was, but like uh, I want to say it was like it's raining, it's pouring or something. Like, it's raining, it's pouring. <laughs> it's just like, oh, what's going on? Well, I guess if you by... want to discourage burglars, <laughs> creeping them out is, is one way to do it. That was apparently the idea, yeah. <laughs> but it was really quite loud, and so it would hurt. And apparently, it got it was made worse by the fact that a spider kept saying it off. So goes the story. <laughs> a spider? Yeah, like it would crawl on the sensor, <laughs> and it would set it, set it off. So we put a, a bit. Of, it did cross my mind. Maybe it's just that warehouse picking an equally bad alarm noise. If you want to, surely if you were going to play that up, you'd have to make it some kind of spider-themed nursery rhyme. There's several <laughs> you would. <laughs> See spider set up the fire alarm. <laughs> yeah, it can be noisy around here. Hmm. I always thought of it as a quiet area, but I guess not when you've got like drug dealers setting fire to cars right next to your well, window. I, mean, I think the thing, the thing with Rob's house specifically is like there is that big, giant, clear view directly to the railway line, and which also yeah. acts as a convenient funnel, yeah. mainly for wind, but also for noise, probably. Yeah, I guess. So you can and hear it's all just of the. the... It's just the usual like like density, I suppose, of houses is is partially the problem on these modern estates as well, because it's just you know the gardens are quite uh, they're big enough for people to enjoy, so <laughs> they go out and in, so they go out and enjoy them, yeah, loudly, and but because everyone's so close to each other, they can everyone can hear everything. 
You think it's more of a lockdown thing because people can't go out far, so they just go out in their gardens. Well, and make that's, their noise. that's that's definitely not helping. It's not helping my concentration while I'm working from home. Oh gosh, yeah. But I guess everyone you know, on the estate is too. Yeah, well, maybe. They're clearly not the next couple of neighbors. Well, they might be, but they've got, they've got kids, so you know they've got the double whammy. Um, if that's true. I guess you build up a tolerance if they're your own. Like <laughs> build up a tolerance. Of, there's some kind of like filter that your ears develop to make it less painful. I think don't you like hearken even more to your own children's I mean, cries than to. anyone else's. I think mm. I'd start blanking them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't. I can't. I just can't hear that frequency range anymore. It's done. That's the other noise that often comes in through my window. There's not in, not in the line of houses that I'm a part of, but one of the other houses nearby. It's a very shouty family. <laughs> They're always fucking yelling at each other. Really? Yeah. Well, sort of like proper arguments, or they're yeah, just like, like real, or is real it just like anger? I'd really like some tudas in a sandwich. It's definitely Thanks, real lad. anger going on out there. I get people shouting on the street, but I just assumed that was London, not Needham Market. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that that house is about. I mean, I've always suspected them. that it's some kind of drug operation. <laughs> <laughs> right down the bottom of the freehold road. They, like a... they go out, the, like the van, I guess, drives out of their extremely gravelly driveway at like 2 or 3 a.m. regularly. It's supposedly the, it's a sandwich delivery. But yeah, it's a front. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's a front. What, what, good, good front, yeah. <laughs> Well, well maybe for our factory still got to get their food sometime. Yeah, exactly. Someone's got the budgies at 4 a.m. probably needs a sandwich. Well, I mean, presumably the idea is to deliver the sandwiches before the actual everyone else goes to work. <laughs> that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but how fresh are they going to be if they Well, three hours isn't mm. that long, I guess. For yeah. Yeah. Once, once they're getting, you know, nitrogen filled packaging, it should be fine. Or, you know, drugs. <laughs> or, you know. Well, maybe it's a double whammy where they give you the marijuana and then you get the munchies. They get they've got the sandwiches right there. Oh, they've got you covered. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dual pack. It's like it's yeah. sealed, two sealed compartments. <laughs> one with the drugs, one with the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like a salt and shake? Can you just bring <laughs> yeah, just pour yeah. them onto the sandwich. Not sure that would work. <laughs> Packet of crisps in a little blue bag. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. You have to do them in the right order. <laughs> I like that idea. What would you call your business if you were like drugs and sandwiches? Crack a snack. <laughs> High and pie. <laughs> I think, yeah. Let's go with crack snack. Yeah, I don't know if I've been. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, answers on a postcard, please. To mm. Happy salad. PO box. Oh, I'm so high right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, that's what's happening on in Needham Market <laughs> and elsewhere. That's what's happening. Okay. 
in the vicinity of this railway that we two of us live next to. Right. Is there any less traffic, or was there on the railway? Or not? No, because they did that thing where they like maintained the same level of service, right. even though literally no one was on the trains. Right, right, for like key workers. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, was, it, was, it wasn't literally no one, but it was a spreading of people. I wonder how normal that. I wonder what it's like now. Yeah, because everything is now like today's a weird. Day. I watched or yesterday. Yeah, well, it's I watched them. Like I watched that. the return of F1 today, right? Yeah, what did they do? Well, it's kind of awesome. You know, they just are, like in the sense I mean, that like, they're not much of a problem for them, really. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they just don't have to have. They just don't have spectators, right? That's the one yeah. thing they've changed. And all of the crews wear masks the whole time. And I can't imagine so compared to like on the other hand, compared to like not the thing. What within? Well, I'm sure uh, they all get tested, right? That's how it works with most yeah, of the sports I, teams type things, I, where they, sort of like, they just all get tested all the I, time. I don't think you could do a socially distanced pit stop, although you are in overalls. You're basically in like yeah, 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 yeah. It's the the overall guys. I don't mind so much because that seems that seems perfectly reasonable, right? You're all protected all the time. Yeah. Um, but it's um, you know, half of them are wearing helmets. <laughs> so yeah, that's true. Um, but the. Uh, uh, the problem is like when all the managers and the like the support teams and stuff at the end of the race, like Lando Norris got his first podium. Um, spoilers, I suppose, if you haven't seen it. Um, you Lando, and, and uh, he, uh, you know, the, the team went a bit a bit wild. But I'm like, way, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure if it's all, if I'm sure all those teams are, you know all under the same rigorous testing or whatever, so they're all like, it's fine. We can totally. Do all the usual champagne and whatnot with, our, with all of us. <laughs> I wonder if they've got like some like they've got their own dormitories or something like the F one dorm. Well, because like that's the what teams, they, the teams that's just what, live together at the moment. Or, I think that's what they were meant to be doing with the NBA, right? They're they're basically moving all the NBA, NBA teams into Disneyland and they're just going to live there all through the whole season. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Supposedly, that's what I heard. Because presumably Disneyland is closed, right? And yeah. probably that's even more bizarre than I could imagine. I suppose I a lot of the staff, a lot of their staff must must live on site though, right? Because Disney World is so big. Mm, maybe. I mean, at least they, you know, there's at least there's already a hotel there and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Convenient well, yeah. places for a large number of people to come and live. There's loads of hotels. It's not just what. And so related to that was something that I, I, I this this last year or so, I have really been into watching the football. It comes and goes. Some some seasons I watch it, some seasons I don't. Mm. But I hadn't been out this season. But then just before the podcast started, I I was just randomly turned it on, and I I, I hadn't seen it since you know ever since the lockdown. And they pipe in fake crowd noise if you want. Yeah, it's a red yeah, if you thing. want, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder. You can have the they... silence or the fake crowd noise. I wonder if they did a deal with like FIFA EA or something to be like, oh, you've got a fake crowd generator. Can we have it? It seems pretty good. Like it definitely reacts in the correct way to incidents, like pretty much instantly. Instantly, oh, that's cool. I mean, yeah, there's definitely an element of that that's, that's funky. Uh, a bit we wondered actually on the F1 footage where they were like, like at the end and they were getting out of their cars and there's like they've, they've had to change it a few things. They don't have that little area that they normally set aside for like the winning three cars to go park in. Mm. So they were just doing it on the grid and. Um, but there was a bit in that in, in the coverage where it sounded like there might have been some crowd noise, but it was like a just a you know a constant white noise sort of noise. 
And I couldn't, I, could, I just couldn't figure out if, like, is that, is that piped crowd noise or is it just there's something on the grid that sounds a lot like piped crowd noise? The thing that was weird, weirder about the football was like, it's it, it's hard to separate it, but it seemed like they were still doing like that announcements over the loudspeaker, like when, at the start of the game when they re- when in the background to the actual TV commentary, there was clearly the loudspeaker reading out like the teams. Mm. I was like, well, okay, I guess there's still a few people in the stadium. Maybe, maybe just do it for them. But then it's just like when they when it's this fake crowd noise that is being put on the video. I was just like, well, what if the players want fake crowd noise as well? How 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 weird must it be for them to play in silence? Yeah, super weird. Mm. It would be like a training match, though. Well, that's doing. the trouble, though, isn't it? It's just like it's a different psychology in training. So I was thinking, actually. like, presumably you can use almost. Oh, I don't know. I was wondering if you use some of the tech from like FIFA for crowd noise to applied to because that must be dynamic, right? Is apply that it to not what I real said matches. Five yeah, that, that, ago? Is what, that is what Rob said. <laughs> but is that is that not what they're applying? Like, I don't they know. could they could I use the know. stuff from like a the from the, from the games technology, I guess. It'd be really fun if they used like some bad crowd tech to do that. Like, you know, well, like if they picked up like, the crowd noise from, yeah, Smash sixty four. I mean, it's just like oh, every now and then. The real question is: is is this what they've actually been doing all along? We've just not noticed up to now. Oh wow, yeah, that'd be a problem. <laughs> well, yeah, what to, to drown out the races? Yeah, to to like make the crowd sound like you expect them to sound, rather than what like they actually sound like. I mean, do they have I mean, chants and stuff in 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 FIFA? They must do. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, they definitely do. They go they go to the effort now. I think of getting the team specific chants. Yeah, team specific chants. Yeah. Um, the the I, I do wonder if it's a challenge for like the audio engineers to do football broadcasts because the players are probably quite potty mouthed. Well, and now mean, you can at, hear at least them? they're not at least they're not directly mics like in the NFL. <laughs> sure, <laughs> they, don't, they don't they don't mic every player in the NFL. No, they only do one or two. But you, sometimes even you can catch people who aren't mic'd in their vicinity. <laughs> right? Yeah, and then the um, was it the um, what do they call them? The uh, the umpires or the, the refs? refs? I suppose they're just referees. Yeah, um, yeah, they have to turn on their radio mics, don't they? It's not yeah. like it's not like I mean, rugby where like... they're on all the time as well. And even then, then you can pick up some other noises through that sometimes. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't think like. I think I. I think probably I've heard more bad language from like just coming out of the crowd that you could hear through the general crowd noise than I ever have actual football players. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like occasionally yeah. you can just catch one particular voice, and it's like, oh, yeah, that guy's saying something. No, no, no. <laughs> There'll be a moo bloke that's just far yeah. too audible. Someone no. whose like, frequency cuts through the the noise for some reason. Mashed mm. potatoes. <laughs> Is that what they say? That's, that's that classic clip from a golf with Tiger Woods hits a ball and someone just screams mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> I haven't seen that. Mashed potatoes. Is that, I mean, is, I that, guess, is, is that like satire? Like instead of saying "get in the hole," they say "mashed potatoes." Well, well, you know, I guess it's like if you if you hit a, ma- hit a potato with a golf club, you get mashed potatoes. <laughs> like, I guess it sort of makes sense as a thing to yell at a really good golf hit, kind of. It might make more sense than was it Tiger Woods two thousand and three's "I love this game." <laughs> yeah, that's a classic. <laughs> 
I mean, if I, I don't know what I'd say if I saw Tiger Woods hit a great drive, I'd probably be like, "Tiger, shot. Make me yeah, lose my tiger mind." Shot. <laughs> tiger shot, <laughs> tiger shot. And then you've got someone must have said strokes. that to him. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Wait until he hits it really hard, and then tiger shot. Tiger shot. I feel like ball is in parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to play again? You have selected no. Would you like some more? Everyone just, yeah, was getting the hole. <laughs> it's it really annoying. Even when it's a drive on a like par five or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just yell, get in the hole at it. I suppose if if you went there for the day and you wanted to get a seat near, near, a, near a hole, but you couldn't, you just ended up for some reason, standing near the drivers, you, and you just really wanted to shout it, it still would. <laughs> I mean, what would you say instead? Like, is there a nice drive? Doesn't have quite the same ring as Goodball! mashed potatoes. <laughs> yeah, mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> or just moo. Yell moo. Man, NHL 2K2. I mean, what but you could use mashed potatoes for for like a good strike in football as well. <laughs> yeah, you? it's universally <laughs> applicable to any ball striking sport. <laughs> mashed potatoes. I wonder if it's like an American golf commentary thing, right? The way yeah, maybe it's a reference something. to something that we <laughs> wouldn't have heard of. I mean, mashed potato is one of those like nineteen fifties dances, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, mashed yeah. potato. Do the alligator, the mashed potato. I think I actually have that as my dance in, for my character in Astroneer because it's the, called the Mash It Up in that game. Okay. <laughs> I assume that's because all of the dancers have, you know, referential names of what they're what they're actually called. So like one of got, them just called the Fortnite. Uh no, I don't I think this this these dancers were all made before Fortnite. So it's, you've got things like <laughs> Banks Sway and um I can't remember what, what what there's one that's Gungam style. But I don't remember what it's called. I think it might be called Astronia style. <laughs> did, you, did you just say Gungan style? style. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that. Misa <laughs> dancing. Yeah, I mean that's that's got to already exist, right? <laughs> Surely that that's exists, got to already right? be a joke that someone has made about several many it. years ago. Quick before the uh, before we put out the podcast. Misa <laughs> Gangnam style. Jar Jar doing uh, Gangnam style. There's not only there's not only Banks Sway, there's also Crisp Princess. Crisp. Yes, Crisp Princess. <laughs> uh, the crisp you princess. don't you don't want a soggy princess. It's the it's fresh prince. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> crisp Okay. A crisp means fresh, I guess. I don't know what kind of dance it's, that would be, though. I don't know what the fresh prince dance is. It's the other is famous. It the, is it, the Carlton. Oh, is it the, uh, no, the Carlton? No, that's the Banksway. Oh. The Banksway is the Carlton. Is the Carlton dance. The Chris Princess is the other famous meme dance that people had. It's that one where he does, like, he rotates and spins his hand in the air. That's kind of just, like, hard to describe <laughs> dance moves in words. Yeah, yeah. You know, he rotates. It's the other meme dance from Fresh Prince. That's all you need to know. What about the uh, vote for Pedro? What's it? The Napoleon Dynamite. That was in World of Warcraft, wasn't it? Hell <laughs> They're probably all copied from World of Warcraft. I'm trying to remember any of the other names and see if any of them stood out. 
those those are the only three that I distinctly remember. But yeah, there's a few more. Anyway, dancers. Is there no cranking that? Oh, there's untouchable. Can't touch this. Down, yep, down, down, down. down, 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 down. Doesn't quite work if you don't have like giant sweatpants or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Although some of the actually outfits do have like quite baggy leg areas. <laughs> Let's You're a baggy sense. leg area. <laughs> right. What's going on in video games? That's what I want to know. Yeah. No, Please. it's not that. No. It's in the, um, <laughs> um, I haven't seen it yet, but did you see they put out that, that Eurovision film on Netflix? Yeah. Vanessa, I didn't. I talked to her about it just now, but uh, um, she, she mentioned it. I think they've watched it. But I've heard, like, it's got bad reviews, but, like, apparently some quite good um fan response so i don't really know well yeah there's a few there's a few was it kermode who's a eurovision fan actually quite enjoyed it supposedly. oh right okay so you know that's good i mean right, it's... And I, I tend to trust him his viewpoints on most things yeah me too i think he's mostly mostly on the on the money but yeah i've heard like yeah there's it's not all the critics are on board with it but maybe it's just like oh you just don't understand eurovision now well, that's what. But then, I'm but then some of them are yeah. saying that they don't think the film understands you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's it's weird. I think you can't you can't really lose though, can you? It's not. I mean, it's not going to waste too much of your time, <laughs> and it's pretty no, easy to watch. It's just on Netflix, so it's just Will Ferrell there. Mm. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if he's ever been that great, other than Ron Burgundy, and. Oh. Maybe the time he played the bad guy in Lego, the Lego mm. movie. <laughs> What's it? Well, I forget what his name was. Just like big businessman or something. Oh yeah, President Business or something. Yeah, Wasn't Lord he? Business. Lord Lord <laughs> Business. Yeah. Um, what was he's been in some good stuff, hasn't he? Back in in well, Anchorman. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I used to think um, Talladega Nights. Uh, yeah, uh, it's was he okay. In Blades of Glory, that was okay. He is, it? yeah, that's that's all right that, as well. That's sort of all right, isn't it? Um, yeah, actually, surprisingly few. Was he uh, SNL? Right? Is he? Yeah, I mean, he's the. Is that him in the sketch with the cowbell? The more cowbell sketch. Uh, yeah, I think. It... Yeah. No, isn't that Christopher Walken? Yeah, he's in the sketch too. But the guy with the yeah, cowbell no. is. Yeah. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, because he then popped up in um, in an actual Beastie Boys video, like hitting a cowbell, <laughs> and a bo- <laughs> which was brilliant. I really loved. I I by the way, recently I re- I re-listened to the last Beastie Boys album. I think it's the last one, Hot Sauce Committee Part Two, and it's really good. Like yeah, that no, one... I, I I don't think they ever lost it. Honestly, no, the Beastie I'm... Boys. I quite like their um, you know, the more recent outings. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely give that a re-listen if uh, if you haven't for a while. I mean, because I tend to go back to classics and listen to Paul's Boutique or whatever. Um, but actually, Hot Sauce Committee Part 2 is proper good. It is hard to be intergalactic planetary. Planetary <laughs> intergalactic. Speaking of films and the word classic, while I was uh, on the... <laughs> what a combo. While I was on the BBC 
went paid to watch that football for the brief moment that I did. <laughs> that football name, name, name. <laughs> there was a there was a link to a page that was like relive a, a classic. Um, well, I can't remember the exact wording, but it was like relive this film classic, and it was a picture of Lara Croft, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, no, I, I saw them do an ad. I'm like, it's one of those post-show coming up next things. It's like we're re- reliving the Lara Croft series, and I'm like, oh, the boy, Angelina Jolie ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, classic. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure you could call that a classic, no, apart from in the ironic way that we use the word classic. <laughs> it's classically bad. <laughs> I mean, at this point, you could call Indiana Jones a classic, I reckon, but not, <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess. But I still, I, mm-hmm. I still don't even know if you could call it a. Yeah, could you call it? Yeah, a classic? it's is a it borderline a... now, isn't it? Because obviously, mm. you're talking. If you're talking about Casablanca Crazy. or something, that's a classic. But um, whether you can call the Indiana Jones a classic might be a bit too. But I think it is. Yeah, you could probably put Raiders in there at least. Yeah, Raiders in, in. in the classic frame. I was just trying to think, like, what are the films that I really like that you could actually put into that category? And it's like, I don't know. They might actually be too recent, most of them, to be called classics. Even things like Fifth Element, I'm sitting here wondering. Mm, like, yeah, that's, 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 a, that's classic a cult, me, that's a cult but, classic. That's, yeah. It is a cult classic, yeah. I think you, you can be more recent and be a cult classic than be a classic. Yeah, I feel like the, the, like the boundary isn't moving. <laughs> like I think classic is just going to always be like the 60s is the limit. <laughs> yeah, but classic Hollywood in some ways is like the 40s, right? Or well, uh, yeah, but I meant the yeah. upper limit of what you could still feel like you're calling a classic correctly. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't yeah. feel like that limit is moving through time. Like it's always 50 years ago. When it's is just, Raiders? It's... Is that like 80? 80? 81? Uh... Late eighties, I guess. It's not. It can't. Be, is it late? It can't be late because like mm, Harrison Ford no, wasn't not. that much older than than he was in Star Wars, and that was seventy seven. Is it? No, did Raiders come out? One of the Star Wars. Yeah, did yeah Raiders, I, don't, I don't know. Did Raiders come out after all the Star Wars was finished, or was it was it in between, like Jedi and Empire and Jedi or something? I don't. No, don't know the answer. Okay, easily answered questions here on the podcast. <laughs> That someone is probably shouting at you right now. Da, 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 da. Ba, ba, bum. Do you remember the Indiana Jones desktop adventures? I, I, I remember playing. I don't remember playing the game like there was a Lucas um, or was it Lucas Games? Whatever was it? Their branch called. Was it just Lucas Arts? Um, yeah. yeah, it was one of. It was their point and click Indiana Jones game, and I remember just. Oh yeah. I don't remember playing a lot of it, but I remember. On one of our friends' PCs, because I didn't have a PC at the time, we were just stuck trying to talk down this parrot or something. And if you said the wrong thing to it, it would just go, a pile of poo! <laughs> what? The... what? <laughs> okay. Parrot talk down simulator. Are we all now quietly looking up the uh, IMDb listing? No, no, no. <laughs> I was thinking about that Atari SD Indiana Jones game that I maybe played. This is the problem with a lot of games that I played on the SD. It's just like, A, I don't know whether it was actually the brand that I think it was. And B, like, my memory of them is so confused. Like, do you remember playing Double Dragon 2 
on the ST before my dad confiscated that disc. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember playing Double Dragon Two. I thought we played the original. See, that's what I thought. But like, if you look at other versions of Double Dragon and Double Dragon Two, I'm just like, this doesn't line up in either case. <laughs> it's like the Atari ST game was completely different. <laughs> I was just like, what game was? What game did we even play? I'm pretty sure it was called Double Dragon Two on that disc. Hmm. But it doesn't really line up with the other ports of Double Dragon 2. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? where did these games come from? There's a lot of games on the ST from my from my collection that I had. Where it's like, I, how does this even line up? I mean, who knows how many of them were like actual real, you know, legal or whatever at the time. Indiana Jones that... was 81, by the way. Oh, so that is before Indiana. Jedi. Yeah. But yeah, that Indiana Jones game on ST. I remember, like, it must just have been mostly the Temple of Doom, right? That's all I remember, like, whipping things and swinging across gaps and, like, a, and a million dudes, and it was really hard. And very red. That's, that's pretty much all I remember about that. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember seeing that. Although I can picture, like, someone doing a whipping animation in that sort of style. <laughs> But that could be practically any game as well. <laughs> yeah. So I imagine there's sort of that it was one of those where the animation was a little bit slow and long. Yeah. 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 This is one one of those one of the reasons why I was really annoyed when my Atari ST collection got got rid of because it's just like who knows whether like any one of those discs could have been something completely unique. Because <laughs> mm. because like a lot of these. Games, it's like uh, who even remembers any of this shit? Who remembers Road Wars? Well, Apart I mean, they, us and a few, you, few abandoned people. I mean, you can get a hold of those pirate collection discs, ROMs, can't you? Yeah, but even those the ones, aren't the ones that you like see the Like even the even the collection discs are like this isn't the exact because it's like it's got a different menu in this version or whatever. <laughs> it's not the well, exact yeah, they, discs they, that they had. <laughs> no, but the, but most most of them are visible now. I'm sure there's there's been a couple I've come across, you know, trying to get up ROMs of some of your old SD games and things like that, and you just sort of think that, oh yeah, I remember this menu. This is this is dang old. Yeah, sometimes this is exactly what Metro Cross looked like. <laughs> well, you can't can't fail with Metro Cross. That 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 is the one disc that always looked like that with its weird like type. Keys, like <laughs> yeah, that's the one interface, <laughs> and that was a amazing compilation as well, like IK Plus and Metro Cross and Pac Mania mm. <laughs> and Solomon's Key, I guess. <laughs> Pirates were top of their game back then, and somehow these discs got to our fathers. Well, I, you know, my whole thing was definitely a car boot situation. Ah, right, I see. It was just one. That's why I had all those random, completely sometimes functional discs. <laughs> Which was a big, big floppy disk box of floppy disks. Yeah, this, I remember this was the age when uh, I, I think I went, it might have been a computer fair or some description when, when those were legit interesting. And uh, uh, yeah, someone had just a box of Amiga games and they were all like selling them for like a quid a pop or something. And I pulled out one disk that just had Dr. Mario written on it. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's confusing. <laughs> I'm like, how is this on the Amiga? And you get back, and it's like it's a weird shareware. Not even the full game. It's a shareware Doctor Mario clone. 
that's just called Dr. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's didn't, asking didn't, for trouble. Didn't have Mario in it. Can you come up with some fake doctor to call it now that Nintendo has all the doctors? Dr. Back. Mario. You could have called it Dr. Luigi back then, you would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> probably, yeah. Luigi longer, probably right? wasn't trademarked. Not until the, well, might have been after the cartoon. <laughs> Swing your arms. Dr. Giannis. Dr. Giannis. News? Yeah, news. News. Declare it, Dan. What's new? Let's find out. Well, we had one more of the Summer Game Fest uh, shows happen. And that was the uh, New Game Plus event, which for a hot second looked like it might be interesting. uh, Because it's Japanese developers and, you know, Sega was supposedly involved. And I originally thought it was a... Or, or the report, early reports I read seem to suggest that Sega might be heavily involved in this thing. Turns out they probably weren't involved with this thing hardly at all because <laughs> there was very little from them here. We're still waiting um, for whatever the supposed big news about Sonic this year is. <laughs> yeah, what's happening with that? Like, they're supposed to be having some sort of announcement every month as well. And it's like, they've, they've said nothing. Anyway, I've only got a few picks from this show because, well, for starters, Japanese trailers be rubbish, right? It's like they're always they always those terrible anime style things, or they're for visual novels. There were quite a few visual novels in this thing, all presented in the same garbage manner. It's just mm, not interested. Um, so a couple of picks here, though. Um, I'm a bit confused about the Harvest Moon situation still, because the wait, so the story of seasons and there's Harvest Moon. Yeah, that, I saw that as well. It was like, oh, so on, on, on this side they're just calling it Harvest Moon rather than not calling it Harvest Moon. I'm, I'm so confused. Yeah, so were they? Are they? The, was that the same game? I or, don't know. Like, I didn't pay that much attention. It's called Harvest Moon One World. Apparently. But I mean, it's not surprising that they'd also be making a new Harvest Moon game if they if they are. <laughs> I mean, it sure as hell looked like every other Harvest Moon game. Yep. Um, all right. Then we had um, what is possibly the most intriguing pick of the show because I I sat and looked at this thing and I was just like, oh holy hell, is this what I think it is? The Japanese have apparently taken it upon themselves to do a clone of Dr. Drago's Madcap Chase. But in, <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if DDMC was the first one okay. of type, but I'm calling it a DDMC clone. Um, <laughs> but it's basically the same game, just like highly Japanesed up. And uh, uh, yeah, it's called Billion Road. And it, it looked like the same thing. There's a game show host. And it's about people rolling the dice to get around a grid-like board of Japan to get to various points of interest, to get to cities. And it's the first person to that city gets prizes, and it keeps going. But you can, like, 
There are there are red squares that take money away. There are blue squares that give you money. There's property squares. You can invest in property and start getting returns every. Okay. Then it's it looks like the same game, except I didn't see I didn't really catch any gist of like who is Drago? Is there a Drago like character? Are you being chased by a bad guy? I mean, yeah. Like a like a wild card character. That I mean, that's quite a common trope, isn't it? Well, yeah, sure. But, you know, Drago was like the, the, he followed the player who came last in the last round in the last, and like would take money away from you every turn. Mm. So there was an emphasis in strategy of trying to get rid of Drago and put him on other players. Uh, and it was, I don't know, it just caught me really by surprise. Billion Road. On my radar now. And if you don't know what Dr. Drago's Madcap Chase is, we have well, a three-hour video for you. We've got three hours of video, <laughs> so you can check it out. It was made by Bluepoint, wasn't it? The people that made the settlers. Uh, yes, I don't. It was. It's not Bluepoint. Blue something. Blue Bluepoint. something. Blue bite. Yes. Well, Blue bite. Sorry. Yeah, Bluepoint are the um, Halo the people. Sorry. Remakes. <laughs> remakes. Yeah, yeah. No, that's Blur Studios. Um, and three, four, three. Uh, Bluepoint are currently working for Sony, doing remakes of things. Oh yeah, they're the ones doing the um, uh, Demon Souls remake. Yeah, and they did, they did like Shadow of Colossus and, and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that was that's fun. Um, most bizarre trailer I think goes to Fight Crab, which looked like an incri- like just someone decided to make giant crabs flail around in a poorly driven physicsy sort of way to fight each other. Yeah, that's out July 30th, if that sounds like your thing. If you want the crab rave to be a game. Do you have to hit the weak spot? For massive damage, massive I damage. Think you do. They had lightsabers at one point. Crabs with lightsabers. I don't understand. I, mm, yeah. I mean, it must be a historical recreation of actual battles from ancient Japan, right? Yeah, well, oh, of course. <laughs> Sony wouldn't lie. Uh... And the only other thing I've picked out from this thing, uh, again, fairly early on, was that Samurai Showdown, the, the latest one, is getting some DLC, but it's getting some DLC from For Honor, which is just about, I just found a slightly odd crossover. Well, I guess I mean, it makes I, sense. I guess if they managed to wedge Samurai into For Honor's weird universe, I guess send them back the other way, <laughs> send the Vikings into the Samurai game. It's not the Vikings. I think they sent like the... What looks like a Templar. Okay. He's called, he's called Warden. Yeah. Should have sent the Vikings. That would have made it more Should have sent the Viking. Yeah. That maybe wouldn't work so well in the context of the samurai sword fighting game, I guess. <laughs> what, throwing an axe instead? Yeah, having a, having at least some kind of sword <laughs> maybe works better with <laughs> that game. Vikings had swords as well. Well, I suppose, yeah. Some of them. Uh, yeah, and that's kind of all I really want to talk about from that show. Oh, right, yeah, yeah no, this is kind of a thing. Um, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2. Now, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon was their little their NES-themed spin-off game that came out before the actual Bloodstained did. Um, but it was so well-received, they're making a sequel <laughs> to their little spin-off game. And that's out very soon. 
Oh, that's it. That's Neat. New Game Plus. Um, yeah, we've got some other news going on in the meantime. What's going on in the world of video games? Microsoft are shutting down Mixer in less than mm. a month. I guess, I guess Twitch won that one, did they? I guess spending however much they spent on what's-his-face didn't pay off. Ninja. They got hold of Ninja. Did they get hold of Shroud as well? Probably. Was a couple of, I was think a couple was a, of... <laughs> Ninja was the big one, obviously. Well, there was a couple of re- yeah, really big streamers that they paid to work for them. Um, yeah, apparently, though, you know, it sounds like they're not going to be required to fill out the rest of their contracts. <laughs> so they'll be able to return to Twitch. I'm surprised the contact- contracts were even this long. Well, yeah, maybe. Um, instead, Microsoft are supposedly going to start promoting Facebook gaming as their <laughs> streaming service. Real, real good idea that is. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure that's the uh, best plan. I don't know anything about Facebook gaming. Oh man, but just imagine how badly that's going to fuck up the Xbox in the face. They never did drop what weren't they supposedly working on a new Xbone Dash? Like, and that it's been in like the beta plan for ages or something, or in the, the fast loop or whatever they call it. Um, and I, I, I don't think I, you know, I'm not on any of those in, insider loops. But I, I, if they, if it did arrive, it's like it, I didn't notice any difference. <laughs> well, now I'll have to update it to take out that whole mix of age. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> We've only got it was July twenty second that thing dies, so not long at all. And apparently, the you know the community that of people that did well on Mixer are now in a bit of a awkward place because they're now having to be like, well, we've got to build our communities from scratch almost. Yeah, but I mean, they can just all jump over to Twitter. I mean, that's pretty much how it went going to Mixer. So now they've just got to come back again. Yeah, I mean, let's be fair to Mixer here. Like Mixer was tech was pretty great actually probably better than twitch's in several ways yeah um you know they had a um a next to no latency option if you wanted to do if you wanted to stream that way that apparently worked pretty darn well and it was one of the first to do like full-on uh, uh you know game integration in, in meaningful ways uh, without being hacky and, you know, fancy graphics that you could have all over the screen so you could send the streamers fancy ground and everyone see all the, you know, built into the client, not things you had to actually do as video plugins on your streamer side. Although you could do that too. There's nothing stopping you from doing that. But um, Yeah, they, they tried to get ahead of the curve and just provide all that stuff out of the box. Um, and did a pretty decent job of it, honestly. Um so it's a bit of a shame to see it go. We're losing another competitor. Classic um, Microsoft to copy something, make it actually better, but still not win. Still lose. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember, uh, what did they do? What was their flash thing? Silverlight. <laughs> Silverlight, yeah. yeah. Silverlight was decent, but ultimately was another plugin that yeah. people had to get for their browser, which was doomed. Yeah. There's apparently quite a lot of enterprise kit still running on Silverlight stuff. Yeah. I remember at one point... It's a weirdly pervasive tech, but not to you and I as consumers. Yeah. I think back in the day, Netflix were using it, weren't they? Because it was the most reliable video streaming beyond... Mm. 
Yeah. Well, they they beat Google to the punch and like um in the whole uh, we can tailor the quality of the video to the bandwidth of the connection. Yeah. Yeah. They but were one Go- of the first people to offer that. It's weird though, because obviously Google going to win with the strategy of improving the web platform, and they did that through their browser, Google Chrome. But it's not like Internet. Microsoft didn't have a freaking browser <laughs> and couldn't have done the same thing. Anyway, never mind. Classic your PC updates to have, uh, have the new edge. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it has. With its logo that looks like the Chrome logo and the Firefox logo had a bit of a Barney and somehow they ended up with the, this, this weird blue and green swoosh. I mean, it's just Chromium. Yeah, basically, but in, yeah. in the edge frame. Yeah. Also, I've been thinking about, have you, have you noticed like Microsoft's like common consumer graphic approach in recent times? Like with all the little people, I suppose, the little imagery and stuff that seems to accompany everything. Like there's always a, like a little cute person or a, or a dog or right. a man with weights or something in this cartoony style. And it's now, it's now in everything that they do. Mm. And it's like, I don't know, I don't know if I like it it's weird it's like i signed up to a health app or something and it's trying right. to be super friendly i mean that's what nintendo does right on the switch all their stuff whenever you've got like a blank menu there's just like a random cartoon person there be like where's all your shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah kind of kind of but the nintendo do it with way more charm well naturally <laughs> than, than microsoft yeah I suppose Nintendo could quite happily just shove a Pikmin in there, just being like shrugging. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they like... don't. That's that's the weird thing. They don't use any of their actual characters. They just have this like generic cartoon humans style that they use for all for all their interface stuff. Right. Yeah. And they have that. They have that sort of cartoon girl, don't they? Who's supposedly their update lady. Whenever they there's a, like a system update on the Switch, they they use this. This sort of uh, yes, cartoon girl of persona to yeah. tell you about it. That's just following on from what they did on the DS, though, with the Nikki and the PictoChat and whatnot. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit like that. It's probably literally the same person. <laughs> yeah, but well, maybe. <laughs> Cat is gracing her is gracing me with her presence right now. She's uh, reading my phone. What, what news item do you want to pick <laughs> next, Kitty? What else is there? Um, so I'm, I've, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but I'm a little bit interested in Harmonix's next game, um, which is called Fuser, because it's basically them taking the technology that they used for Dropmix and trying to make a more uh, video gamey like DJ experience out of their mixing tech. And they had quite um, a bad advert. Yeah, their ads are not what drop mix or fuser. I think it was fuser. Well, fuser's not out yet, so yeah, I, I they had they'd a be... pre-ad on that. I'm pretty sure they like early pre-orders for this game, which and then they, you know, yeah, they pre-orders exactly, have just started. They did pre-orders exactly have just started, which is which is the news, I suppose. But I, I just want to raise it because I'm, I, I know I shouldn't be surprised, but. I'm a little bit surprised that a rhythm game can command a sixty pound price tag. 
Right, okay. Like, not even $60, it's £60. Mm. And it's like, yes, it's got, they've, they've got, they've licensed tracks up the Wazoo in this. There's loads. Um, like, way more than Drop Mix had out of the box. Oh, that's good. Um, I mean, that does matter um, a lot, obviously. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it affects the longevity. But it's like, ooh, £60. That's suddenly made that a not very appealing option to me. That seems like what they should have. Weirdly, they should have done DLC. They should have made the made the base game of half. Of, if they if if the, if we're imagining that this sixty pounds is due to the licensing, well, they're doing. They that should have as like well. split it in two. So the, the, this herein lies the bigger problem. Then they're doing that as well. At launch, there will be some DLC available. Well, I'm sure um, they want tons of DLC like they always do. Yeah. And if you want, and if you want that first batch of, of of DLC at launch, you can purchase the VIP um, copy of the game, which is ninety nine pounds. And I, I, I don't know. There's a, just a bit of me that goes like, that's that is a super risky ask for a rhythm game in 2020. Is it really a rhythm game though? I mean, it sort of is. There, are, you, you know, it, it, it's more about picking a track to go with demands like that that's how the gameplay sort of works you get asked to do things and you have to try and make a mix that fits that but there is an element of timing to it in terms of like when you drop the mix in you want to be at the right part of the the phrasing so it starts right rather than in the middle of it stuff like that and the game will guide you in terms of like when you pick a a stem to add to the add to the mix the, the timeline will show you these are the good points to put it in and right. so you get you get extra points for dropping it at the right time. I think I feel like, like I feel like the concept of drop mix, like it obviously is fine as a physical game, but like I it doesn't seem like there's much game to that game in the context of a video game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know I have that drop drop mix was criticized for not being enough of a game, like even in its card game form. Um, like it's it's a little too simplistic, and it's like yeah, I can I can agree with that. Um, it's fun, but it's like it's not deep enough. Um, whereas Fuser, yeah, I'm I'm struggling to see the game part of the game, <laughs> and it's like as a toy, I'm, I would be all for it, and I'd like that. And I was I know, when I when I saw oh pre-orders oh VIP pack, I was immediately thinking yeah, I'll get that VIP pack. Why not? I've spent tons on Dropbox. And then, and then looked and it was like, ooh, that's a steep, steep in. That's a literal town. That isn't, yeah. That's a bit steep to get in. Anyway, that's my, that's my, that's my thought. Um, I'm, I'm sure the uh, cost is justified somewhere on their balance sheet. <laughs> uh, in sad news for my. Uh, Gaming reporting this year, EGX has finally been cancelled. Right, I mean, yeah, it was inevitable, I guess. Inevitable. Uh, um, but yeah, that's a bit that's been fully cancelled. They are supposedly doing a EGX digital event of some kind. Um, which we'll we'll find out what that is at some point. Um. Uh, Microsoft are, are joining the Summer of Games, and we'll be doing like a Summer of Demos, similar to what Steam did. They've confirmed that. That will be happening this month, I believe. 
speaking of uh, it being cancelled, apparently Nintendo are done with Directs, supposedly. All right. Wait, what? So what are they going to do? Well, that's the thing. Like, this was some shareholder call or whatever, but, like, apparently Nintendo just have decided that they don't really like how Directs work any longer for some reason. And then they're like... But they're and- the best thing at this period of time. Well, I know. I, that's exactly why I was thinking. But apparently they just want to go back to, like, normal marketing, like, just releasing trailers and shit. <laughs> I'm just like, why? What... what? What about Directs was bad, exactly? Nothing. Uh, everyone gets excited. They do the direct formula the best. I mean, I and, think maybe the... Only and everyone thing... else realised that, right? Everyone, try, everyone is yeah, trying everyone tried to do that. to do a Nintendo Direct, and they're not doing it as well. I think maybe the only thing that I can think of that, that is a negative for the Directs is everyone constantly being like, when the fuck's the next Direct? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> I guess there's that. But now apparently the answer to that is never. So are we not getting a um, E3 replacement? No, we might not be. I mean, we might just get a bunch of trailers, I guess. <laughs> Apparently. I mean, I, I, I legitimately think that sucks, and I think that's a terrible idea. Because yeah. you focus media attention on these events. And also, Nintendo were like the best... like the best CEO, CEOs being capable of talking like regular human beings to a camera company. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> they had the edge there as well. Even if the director were now handled by Johnny V, maybe Johnny is it Johnny V's fault? Because Vignac- Vignacki's like done one, hasn't he? Like since since he moved to Nintendo. Mm, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. That, that can't be it though. They would have pointed it out more directly in that shareholder call if it was actually a, if it was like a sudden downturn on the based on the last one or whatever. Yeah, I, I just don't understand. The, the, the purpose of these events is, to, as I say, to focus media attention, and you'll get your big things seen in a you know by a large number of people simultaneously, which always helps with like internet rankings and things like that. Um, but you also get to some of your lesser known things seen, yeah, which helps your indies out, and you you know, and Nintendo are supposed to be big on their indies. What happens? Are we not getting indie directs anymore? Either? Well, or, I mean, I guess they didn't say that, so maybe those will continue. The Nintendo, was it the Nintendo Indie Showcase or something they call it? Isn't it? And who something knows like what the Pokemon company's going to continue doing? I guess they'll continue sure. doing their own thing. Well, they might. <laughs> we might still get like the individual game directs, I suppose, but just not as because they they like trailers. They're just yeah, more maybe. detailed. I don't know exposes. Because you think about the Paper Mario trailer that got dropped like completely out of the blue last couple of weeks. It's just like yeah, that true. could have been a direct. They could have actually, you know, talked about that game, but they didn't. And they just dropped the trailer and that was it. And admittedly, they announced the game at a direct, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and they uh you know they gave the gave us the release date and stuff through through the last direct. But that was like, you know, that was a very short bit of it. It wasn't even like this trailer long. <laughs> actually did they? No, they might not have actually that might have just happened. I'm oh, pretty remember. sure they did say that they were making that. Oh, no, actually, maybe maybe not. Maybe we're just getting confused with that rumour that said they were making it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. like out in like a week, isn't it? Yeah, and that's the other thing. They dropped the trailer and then it's just going to come out quite soon, which is doubly weird. Surprise! I don't know. This seems like, this seems like a randomly bad move. <laughs> yeah. It's mm. it's a Nintendo like strategy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> just when it's all going perfectly fine, you're yeah, yeah. like, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know what we'll do. We'll make we'll make the switch you. <laughs> it's like a clamshell switch. Also, in case you were in any doubt about it in that shareholder meeting, they also mentioned that the switch is in its mid-life cycle now. <laughs> Good Obviously, they. But you know, just just confirming that. Yeah. Well, we might need some more games. How about that? Go on, yes. Nancy. <laughs> I, know, we I know we had. I know we had Animal Crossing just a few months ago, but more games was. Yeah. More good now, games. Now and we. Know. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm not holding out a huge amount of hope for Paper Mario because of the last several. Yeah. Exactly. It's all it's all Metroid Prime Four at this point. <laughs> Whenever that's going to actually manage to come out. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. What else have they got? It's... I mean, Breath of the Wild Two, obviously. But well, yeah, that's yeah. still a couple of years, probably, or that's, one at least. I I wouldn't be surprised if Breath of the Wild Two turns into another cross-gen game at the end oh, of the Switch's life. No, that's like, no way. That's like three whole more years away, though. They like, haven't got a Switch replacement in 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 the pipeline. Well, maybe it's in the pipeline, but they're not going to talk about that for. A... Heck of a time, I reckon. No, I'm just remembering what happened to like previous Zelda delays. Plus, I don't yeah. think I don't think you'd make a, a, lit, a one of the very rare Zelda literal sequels. I don't think you'd make that across gen. That's just no. I don't, I, yeah. seems I, like I, a bad I'm with, play. I'm with, I'm with you there. Like, I think it's unlikely, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. Especially seeing as it's clearly building on the same engine, same style. That's why you wouldn't yeah, want it to be a cross gen, though. You want to want to be hot new shit, <laughs> or, or squeezing as much out of the old shit as possible, anyway, for the hardware side. But there's the story of what happened with games like Twilight Princess and stuff like that. They just ran late, and then it was like, well, what do we do? Cross gen it. Well, that's what they later. did with Breath of the Wild, isn't it? Yeah. But that worked out very well, I think. It worked out well for the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it worked out fine for the Wii U if you had one. I mean, my brother played it entirely on Wii U. I think it was fine. Mm. Uh, yeah, so the other Nintendo news is that the, that the first character of uh, Smash Brothers Fighter Pass 2 happened. Yep. Uh, we knew it was going to be an ARMS character. They had teased that much. And we were, it's like, well, it can't be... Spring Man or Ribbon Girl, because they're already in Smash. I mean, it technically just... could have been. I mean, maybe, but it'd be it's weird. They've never really had the assist and the actual character at the same time. Yeah, but they never they... have removed the assists. Well, they already have like several like assists that don't appear in certain circumstances or whatever. They could have easily just programmed Spring Man to not appear if Spring Man is in the game as a player. I suppose, yeah. Um, but the. Uh... Yeah, but they picked the obvious other choice, which was the Noodle Girl, called Min Min. Um, because who else would they get? The other characters aren't really that recognizable. Well, the, the Ninja Guy was supposedly the other close option. Is that the Ninja Cucumber? Or is <laughs> no. Is the Cucumber a separate character? No, that, the, the Cucumber. It's not a Cucumber. Does, it, does one look like a Cucumber? It's yes, like but he's not a Cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a vegetable of any kind. Oh. But yes, the Ninja Dude was the next down the list, supposedly. Which I guess makes sense. But he, he got in as a me fighter skin. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Along with Vault Boy. 
Is he another Barb's character? No, Fallout. <laughs> oh, right. That Vault point. I thought he meant Vault as in Electric Vault. No. Not Vault. No, Vault. Vault Boy. It's actually, a, you know, it looks exactly like the Vault Boy of Fallout because it's, it's it, you know, it's like Sans. It's not, it doesn't look anything yeah. like a me. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. It's like it's quite easy to reskin the Sans one, presumably. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's quite easy to reskin me to look like Vault Boy. You just slap a slightly larger head model on, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> but yeah, that's weird. I mean, I guess now, now Doom Guy confirmed. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that we've got Bethesda content in Smash Brothers. <laughs> I mean, but would Doom Guy just be another me costume? He could be a me gunner. Well, they already did the Kaka Demon, right? That was a me thing at some point. Was it the meat me hat? They had a cacodemon hat? I don't even remember. <laughs> Fucking me's. <laughs> they got that weird outfit. It's, it's the weakest part of the game. <laughs> I mean, apart from those ones that are good, like Sands and Vault Boy. Those are I those are worthwhile. They're not just weird me reskins. Like they did playing Callie and Marie from Splatoon, and they look just as bad as the Splatoon Mees do. <laughs> So, you know, there you go. Min Min. Arms. Min Min. She apparently, looks right. she apparently looks really ranged. Like, like, well, yeah, like, like super, super long. ranged. And also maybe slightly broken. I've already seen several weird glitches happening with like the arms getting stuck and T poses. <laughs> and... <laughs> okay, brilliant. I should play yes. this right now then. <laughs> Before they batter it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those delicious glitches. Oh, yeah. Gobble, uh, gobble. Again, it's another character that is, like, adjusting the Smash Brothers control scheme to fit its own style with its weird... Each button is one of the arms. Hmm. It's not just A for Smash and B for Special. Now you can B Smash, because <laughs> that's the other oh. arm. Oh, right, I see. Interesting. That's kind of cool. It's kind of cool, but probably hella confusing for anyone to play Smash Brothers to learn. Mm. I mean, not that there aren't, you know, all these other characters that have their own special things. Well, it might be awkward to fight against as well. If the... Because maybe things like hit stun and stuff like that will work differently if the arms are sort of independent and springy. Well, I don't know. I don't have to to try it. It also appears that, like, unlike Piranha Plant and whatnot, the arms don't have a hitbox. Because, like, when no. Piranha Plant does the like neck, neck extending attack, that whole neck is a still a hitbox, so you can easily you can hit it anywhere along there. Whereas the arms just don't have a hitbox at all, so it's very ranged, so totally safe range. If Piranha Plant is extended, and you hit it, say I extend up, and someone throws a green shell, and it hits me in the middle of my neck. Where do I ping to? Where do I retract to? Do I retract to where the green shell hit my the neck? I think I... the way it works is you just it just acts as if that animation hadn't happened and the knockback gets applied to where you were at the start and then you where, fly where, away. Where the pot? Where the pot is? Yeah, where the pot is basically. <laughs> Weird. I didn't know that. Thought, yeah. You can see it in clips from Smash Brothers. There's definitely some cases of like. Weird, 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 like kill screens where it just seems in, a, and it just appears to just be the front of one by itself for some reason because the actual guy hitting him was miles off the screen. 
Talking about weird fighty games. Yeah. Worms Rumble was announced. <laughs> which is apparently a 32-player real-time deathmatch game of some description. Very not Worms. <laughs> I was just imagining you just like a, a Worms 3D mod to make that a deathmatch game. Yeah. It's so slow. Well, <laughs> there's supposedly there's a Battle Royale like in it as well. Oh, of course there is. is. But a bit of me thinking is like, is this like that Team Seventeen trying to do Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare? But it's all worms. <laughs> but worms, yeah. And they should have come up with a different team. If they want to go full Plants vs Zombies, you have to come up with worms versus. I don't know. <laughs> plants, yeah, I guess. Crows. <laughs> worms versus crows. And then featuring Earthworm Jim versus Cyclones as skins. Naturally. Yeah, there you go. Crossover potential. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they've ever. I wonder if there was ever a time where Worms and Earthworm Jim existed at such a level that they <laughs> could have could contemplated a crossover. The crossover. I bet <laughs> they did. Yeah. Must have done. Where, where was shiny based? California, I assume. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so. It sure seemed like it. <laughs> Now you just get the Earthworm Jim gun in Gungeon, and that's not even a real crossover. It's just a homage. Mm. So there's that. Um, I'm moving slightly away from video games. Fallout, a video game. A video game. <laughs> <laughs> Directly tied to video games. Is getting a, uh, a TV show. What? Made by the uh, supposedly with connections to the Westwood production, uh, Westwood Westworld production team. Because it's basically the same concept. Underground bunkers. Well, <laughs> less less AI people. Westworld. Well, that's some HBO, some, isn't it? some AI people still. Yeah, it is HBO. Hmm. Uh, mm. List of video games that would actually make a good film slash TV. <laughs> Fallout could work. Fallout? I mean, because you could write anything you want. To yeah, world, that's, that right? is because yeah, it's just a world. Fallout, right? <laughs> yeah, you could definitely write any bullshit. There's always more vaults, vaults, right? Yeah, there's always another part of America we haven't yet covered. Well, yeah, that as well. Have they ever done like Russia Fallout? I don't think so. What you mean in Fallout or like? <laughs> yeah, of... yeah, like presumably the other side of the war. Well, the other side of the wall was China, though. Oh, it was China, Russia. yeah. Sorry. And oh, but Russia could have just been caught in the crossfire. They did do that one DLC for Fallout 3 where you fight the Chinese directly in like a pre-war flashback or whatever. I'm not sure. I think that does take place in China. Maybe? I don't remember. I didn't play it. But hmm. there was that one bit where <laughs> they were like, don't forget, it was China. <laughs> hmm. Uh, yeah, I know exactly what game Fallout games took place in Russia. It's called uh, Metro. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Yeah, I guess. 
it would be an interesting. I mean, I'm it's not sure. The shadow of Chernobyl. Yeah. I'm not sure it would ever work in the in like the market that Fallout is marketing. But it would be like if you're if you're thinking the same vein as like GTA, where you've got like GTA London or whatever, having a Fallout China, where it's just like here's the literal other side of the war, war yeah. but they also have vaults. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> but that, that not, you can't market that to Americans, right? Well, <laughs> they, they would take it. Yeah, not in the current climate, especially. Yeah. Or maybe especially. <laughs> uh, also in the uh, land of TV adaptation uh, is Disco Elysium, apparently. I mean, that's just a detective yeah. TV show, right? <laughs> yeah, but with a lot of... The game is based on a whole lot of choice. So there's like multiple narratives in it. And I guess they could make an adaptation of just one of those narratives, maybe. Just one thread. Or maybe that's the point. Maybe the show will be a web of possibilities. And Probably not, though. It's probably just going to be a slightly weird yeah. detective story. It's going to be Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas Cyberpunk Edition. Yeah. Voices in your head telling you what to do. Submit to your thoughts. And that's news. That's Not the quite. news. Oh, well, Zach's got some special mystery news. Oh, you forgot about the... the... Not ex not necessarily that important, but the House of Lords have declared that loot boxes are gambling about you know four or five months after everyone else has already mm. done so. But you know now it's official. <laughs> I guess official. as official as it gets in the whole government process. And they've called for immediate regulation, or uh, you know immediately shoving loot boxes into the gambling regulation that already exists. Mm. So wh what immediate actually means? Who actually knows? <laughs> Because I, you know, the government also has other problems to deal with at the moment. Yeah, yeah but I'm sure, it's high on someone's agenda, just not. But you know, now that now that it's got through, now that we've had these, I think that there's been like, I guess there's been stories for all of the different levels of government. There's been like the committee level and the House of Commons level and now the Lords level. So I guess it's that's about as official as it gets, as far as I'm concerned. For <laughs> stories about to have things happening in the UK government. <laughs> I'm sure. He, I mean, what has, has anything been said in the Commons though? It's only happened well, in half. Well, they were the Commons already did that. They were part of the committee stage, right? Where EA came uh, did their surprise mechanics and all that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> surprise. Obviously, it's always the laws that are last, as you would expect. So there you go. Hmm, maybe loot boxes will be regulated relatively soon, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, I've already dialed that back significantly. Well, yeah, again, it's like maybe it's already too late at this point. Hmm. People like Valve might have more of a trouble these days. Well, because yeah. you know, CSGO is still, and crates are still things. And there's 2K, they're still not giving up on yeah. their NBA ridiculous bullshit. Whether it's basically a fruit machine in the game. Yeah. With real money. Ridiculous. I'm also quite disappointed in, like, um, I think it's PS, PS Plus is celebrating 10 years. Um, oh, yeah. 
And so they're doing a, like, hey, celebrate celebrate our 10th anniversary with us. We're going to give one extra game away as part of PS Plus this, this month. And they're all kind of garbage, to be honest. One of them is like NBA 2K20, and it's like, <laughs> I'm not going to get the free part of the game just so I can be enticed by microtransactions. <laughs> not, that, not that I would. Like that's a lot of celebration. Right. NBA 2K20 is negative games. <laughs> that's probably quite mean to the actual basketball part of NBA. 2K20. Well, maybe. I guess I haven't heard how good the actual basketball part is. <laughs> I mean, those games have looked hella good for a long time. I thought when they showed it this year, it was like. I think they turned the sweat up too much this time. It, I, every time, we, it's always about the sweat. But this yeah. time, the guy was like very, very wet. And I'm like, do people really sweat like that? I'm not sure. <laughs> that the, um, the, was that Dinner Alive 5 or Dinner Alive 6? One of the two. Where they were like, hey, we've got sweat tech now. You can see the sweat on the boobies. <laughs> Naturally. Sweat tech. Yeah, right. always, always advertise your next-gen game with sweat tech. I mean, that was how Fight Night was done. Right? That's true. Fight Night. Break out the sweat. <laughs> but it, that makes it just seem like we should have already solved sweat at this point. It's like, it's been so long. <laughs> Are we not just done with It's the same as, I mean, I guess it's just the same as, like, every generation has a car game <laughs> to show off how good the cars look. And so now those wheels are. The, the sports version is just, just sweat. <laughs> how good does the sweat look in this generation? <laughs> Does it refract? Oh yeah, that was the other minor bit of news, which may become something we play in the future. They've announced that they're doing a demo version for Crystal Chronicles on the Switch, so we can play yeah. pretty much exactly as much wow. Crystal Chronicles as we always do. It's it's a it's a free to start game, isn't it? As it turns out, and it has a weird like if if one person buys the game, you get more. Of, that you can share with free players, but still not the whole game. It's like, it's a weird, it's like how it would have worked on a, on a actual handheld, I guess. Wait, wait. So if I bought the game, if one of us buys the game, the other players can only get to a certain point off the free version. Yeah, it's like the free, when one person's bought it, the free version gets extended by like another seven dungeons. So you have like nine okay, or whatever. In fairness, seven's quite a way. Yeah. But, but like still not the whole game, which I guess makes sense. But it's still kind of weird. That it's just like, we're going to extend, we're going to do what we would have done if this was on a traditional handheld with like download play or whatever. I mean... The extension thing is actually kind of sucks because it's like for for a game you originally only had to buy once. Mm. Admittedly, then needed four friends of GBAs and link cables and all that nonsense. But it's a I don't know. There's an element of that where it's just like, well, we're milking more money out of it than the original did. Mm. I don't know if they've set a price yet, have they? Mm. No, that might. I mean, that might be the. Uh, the saving grace here. I doubt it, though. <laughs> yeah. You can probably bet that it's going to be 60 because it's, it's square, square and it's a Final Fantasy game. Yep, exactly that. And also voice acting. Yeah, that strikes me as odd. Be prepared to have your character constantly shout different magic names. 
Probably not constantly. Oh, I really Life. hope not constantly. I hope they've done the intelligent thing and made that only trigger like once in a while. Life. Life. Fire. Life. Thunder. Fire. Life. Sword. <laughs> and it also seems like the, the combining magic thing is slightly different now. Like it... it it doesn't require you to time it as well because it like once you've overlapped your targeting cursors, there's a second thing that pops up that then does the timing, which seems like it would be really annoying to do when you're in a hurry. But yeah, but the timing was always weird, even in the original. Like actually being able to land it properly seemed odd and not always intuitive because there was there was like an on-screen indication then when it was like it was combining and it would go well I didn't think then it was that the cursor would change but then you both had to like shout like and release yeah and so you, you had, had, you had to, to know. you had to coordinate with the actual players but, yeah, you, which is clearly going to be harder over the internet but i feel like Switch. when once you got the idea of that system in the original you just did it automatically because you just didn't you just didn't wait like as soon as you saw the combined the cursor combined you just automatically released and assumed the other person was going to do it mm. i think that was how it, how you sort of got used to that system in the original yeah to an extent but that became i forget that became slightly more problematic when there were certain bosses that were that basically required you to have the, the, the gar version of the magic right so where yeah. you needed to Three people with thunder to combine, but then if you you know if you know that, then it solves the problem of you just have to get everyone on the same page. That's how you do it. <laughs> I can't even remember. Did that do it, or did you? Could you get the Gar version of just two? Did it have it? Did it have the Ras first? I think it did have a, a higher level version. Mm. But yeah, that's you know that's coming. And we can play the first three dungeons for free, I guess, in a demo. Yeah, uh, we better try it, at the very least. Because it's primitive now, but I, I do have a soft spot for the Crystal Chronicles. Who's going to be Chalice Wench? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the one thing that I still haven't seen any like mention of in their marketing. It's like, have they solved the Chalice Wench problem somehow? Or at least <laughs> made it make slightly it... less annoying? <laughs> All they need to do is make it so the person carrying the chalice actually walks at the same bloody speed as everyone else. Because that was the most frustrating element, right? Like, you have to always have waiting for the chalice wench to catch up <laughs> in that game. Yeah, you're constantly just, like, half-stepping at the front of the shield as the person carrying it walks slowly along. Was that a common yeah. phrase, or was that something that we made up, chalice wench? Uh, chalice wench came from somewhere. I feel like yeah. it was probably a penny um, arcade or something. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. But, yeah, just... <laughs> I think, it, I think it's pretty common. Chalice Wedge. Especially if you're playing as a female Selkie or something, it's whether you really are the Chalice Wedge. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is now time for what you've been playing. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Rob, do you want to go? Okay. Okay. Um, I haven't got a hugely interesting week to talk about. Um, I have mainly been playing a smeg ton of Valorant still. It's got it, it's got its hooks in me bad. I'm, I'm doing my dailies, getting a couple matches in pretty much every day. It's, uh, it's addictive. I'm still I'm still terrible. Um, but they've been slowly updating the game, so it's got um, 
uh, you know, so it's starting to feel more like a like a full version release now. Like, so they've cleaned up bits of the UI now, so it makes a little bit of sense. Um, although I did find my favourite bug of all time, mm. only because we did it so much in the Game Factory stuff. In that there there is a bug whereby you can get the exit dialogue to appear and you can't exit the game by clicking exit. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally your favourite bug, the bug that you created a lot. Yeah, <laughs> except it wasn't a bug; it was just not like not actually just... finishing the process. It's too lazy to actually add an exit function. <laughs> yeah, basically, I just hadn't I mean, done it was. That. It was fun to make the cool-looking menu option to cl- that you click to exit, but the actual one command to actually exit. <laughs> who, who needs that? Just a, just a step too far. <laughs> it's just too far. <laughs> I'm done at that point. Uh, yeah, so that made me smile when, when I came across that. Um, but yeah, they've, just, they've tightened up the UI a couple of places. They've, they've changed some of their font work in places that I'm not sure I agree with. I think some of the previous design was better. In that they've changed some of their a lot of their font work now basically looks like they're using meme font, you know, impact, just in spots like so the prompts that appear at the start of the round like by phase they're now in like impact font and it's like mm, not so not so sure that was a smart choice. And there's mm. some, some typography has changed like there used to be like a little I thought it was re- like I didn't notice it at first because it's a little bit subtle but there used to be like a diamond at the top of that panel that appeared that just had the number of what round you're in. And now it's just like some capital letter text. The diamond's gone, and it's just in some capital letter text in smaller font above biphase, where it says "Round Two Attackers" with some slashes thrown in for style. And just, it's just, I don't know. Like, that 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 seems like a very very minor step back. Um, but yeah, otherwise that game's still still good. Roll on new updates. Um, I don't. I didn't plop for the battle pass in the end um, because <laughs> plop, <laughs> plop for it. Yeah, I, I was questioning that after I said it. <laughs> what is the right word? Plump? Is it no? What? What? Is it plump? What? What yeah, is the word? I, guess it is, I don't yeah. even know what the phrase is now. No, plump. I suppose it is plump. <laughs> Why can't I remember what that is? It's a fairly common phrase, I'm sure. I'm sure it's not plop, but <laughs> it's definitely not plop. <laughs> so you didn't plop the battle pass, okay? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't dump the battle pass. Um, it's not plump, is it? Either what, what is it? What is it, Zag? Something with a P, right? Because I'm thinking you didn't spring for it, but that's American, isn't it? Well, yeah, that also works, but... <laughs> Answers on a postcard. What was Rob trying to say when he said plop? <laughs> I'm gone, I'm gone. I think plump is when you're, like, choosing something, is it? Maybe I'm going insane. Oh man, we got we got our. Um, we were, I was watching F1 earlier, and it didn't take long for us to win um, commentator bingo. Oh, oh yeah, do, do you know what I'm talking about? Damn it, I forgot what it is. <laughs> it's about being in a certain position. Yeah, um, I remember it being about being in a certain position. I don't remember what the phrase was. Specifically, it's about being at the back. <laughs> oh right. Yeah. I, Have you got it? No, I don't remember the. Yeah, we got it. Plum last. No, plum last. That's right. Plum yep. last. Right. <laughs> plum last. What, what is it about plums that. <laughs> no, now you're going to look up the origin of plum last. 
I just plumb <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> Maybe you plumb for it. You don't plop. <laughs> you plumb. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, plumb I last. Did. Gnome noticed it first, first as well. She was like, plumb last! <laughs> it's not really so much a bingo. It's more like a... like. So you Catch can spot it first. Yeah, <laughs> not, not about whether it's going to happen. It's about who notices it that this <laughs> happens quickly enough to call this out. Uh, that's great. Uh, yeah, it's a valent. Um, I'm still, still enjoying it. Um, uh, sorry, I didn't. I didn't plop <laughs> the battle pass. I think because plump I might be plump. right after all. <laughs> okay, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't plump for the battle pass because it, it, it seems like it takes a little too long, even at the the amount I'm playing. So yeah. you, uh, you know they right themselves said that it probably takes about a hundred hours to complete it, but the amount of time that the battle pass runs for is only a couple months, and they haven't explicitly said when the end date is, which really bothers me. Actually, I think that's kind of that's cheeky, right? Just just saying here's a battle pass for some period of time. Good luck. It's like pay pay yeah. money for an unknown. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure I'm on board with that. Uh, yeah, so I'm only about halfway through it, and but the levels are getting really quite long now. Like it takes more and more XP per level as you get through the battle pass. And it doesn't tell you that until you get to the next level. I think I've talked about it before. Anyway, um, still like the game. Um, what else have been playing? Uh, still playing Yakuza Kiwami too. Weirdly, even though I finished the story, I'm still being drawn back into finishing some of the side stuff. It's like I, I'm, I, I feel tantalizingly close to to getting the total completion on sub stories, but there's a few that I just haven't discovered, and I don't know how to discover them. Like, what do I have to do to unlock these these extra stories? Mm. Um, so, so I finished off everything I can. I think I can do in the hostess Grand Prix. Uh, so, managing my club is now done, and I've got a smeg ton of money as a result. And it's, uh, you know, there was some, there were some good surprises towards the end of that as well. Some good story beats, um, uh, and some extras after you've done the main quest in that. There's some, there's some fun stuff there. Uh, uh, yeah, doing some more of the Colosseum, just getting into random fights, doing some more side games, getting back in the batting cages, <laughs> doing some bouncer missions. It's such a weird game. <laughs> playing some Koi Koi. Naturally. Which is a, yeah, a, a interesting card game. I like to take a little bit of learning. Cause, just because it's a Hanafuda card deck, which is a little bit hard to follow. <laughs> um, it's not that hard but you know it's, it's weird it's different it's not a deck of cards I'm used to hmm. um, and following some more of uh, Haruka's random requests to go eat everything everywhere eat everything uh, everywhere well basically she seems like she's hungry the whole time so it's like <laughs> I'd quite like to go eat some uh, skewers at this place alright let's go there then and buy some skewers right now fine because i'll get into some fights along the way because i'm kiryu and then by the time we get to there i'll need the skewers for some health so it's fine 
yeah, that's the, I, I don't know. I've still got it. I wish the Colosseum, right? The Colosseum is slightly irritating because there's quite a lot of grind. What, what, so what is that part of the game? How does the Colosseum work? The Colosseum is basically just a fight. Um, right, 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 right. It's like you could you you, you get put into a... Um, Do they have these of, in Tokyo? I mean, little Colosseums <laughs> <laughs> for like random gangsters to beat each other up. Yeah, under in the underground hot spring ah. under Tokyo un, called Purgatory. Yeah, that's they, they just have this giant cage set up. For people to enjoy, it's a little bit like the underground Pokemon battle in um, in Detective Pikachu, <laughs> Fight Club. Yeah, basically, but with a, cr- with a big old crowd and a cage and proper seat. Um, <laughs> that's the important <laughs> bit. Uh, yeah, so there's there's like there's uh, some tournaments there you can do basically, and it'll put you against random opponents and within a certain set, and you have to get through it within that tournament's rule set. Um, but the way you progress through the tournaments is isn't so much as oh you did that one so we'll unlock the next one. It's there's a there's a point system so you get a certain amount of points for your fights in a tournament and once you've got enough points you rank up. Right. But that ends up they've got the balance wrong there. So at the moment I'm basically finding most of the tournament. I have all but one tournament unlocked and I'm finding the hardest one of those quite easy now because I'm so well specced. Um, but I still have to grind that one over and over and over, and over again to get enough points to rank up enough, which I'm assuming is the way to unlock the next tournament. And I think that's, um, a little bit of poor design there. It's like, mm. I think the idea is you're supposed, uh, I can see to some extent, I can see why they want you to play tournaments more than once. Cause you might encounter different enemies. Um, cause there's quite a lot of fighters that can appear in the Coliseum. Um, most of them have different styles to them as well, which is like actually does show off the, um, just the range actually yeah. of animation and the range of fight styles that the, the AI can actually throw at you. And it's like, so it's kind of impressive in some ways to just get a big old grab bag of everything that the game can possibly do. Um, including throwing tigers at you because you know, why not? Um, and so you, yeah, you're just, but the problem is, is that, yeah, I've, I've, I feel like I've seen them all. I don't think right. I've missed any particular, set of characters unless there's some locked but like that'll only appear in the um in the last tournament so i'm not really seeing anything new there and i'm still having to do loads and loads and loads of fights um so it's a that yeah that's no i don't think that's quite so well designed mm. but hey ho somehow somehow the drawer is still there i don't understand uh, I should really f- put some games down and play some new ones. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> that's what I should be doing. Um, what? So there is one. Oh, gone. Well, probably not this. There is one game I've, <laughs> I've been playing, uh, which is uh, you know, which we haven't talked about before, and that is Pool Panic. Mm-hmm. It's an Adult Swim title uh, where you are a cue ball whose mission in life is to basically ruin the day of every other pool ball in pool ball land. Okay. But <laughs> it seems like you're, the, you're, like, you're just an asshole. Just to and knock everything around. Yeah, kind of. And the game starts you out like on a pool table, and it's like, right, you've got to put every other ball down 
into the pockets, and then you've got to pot the black. Um, and then that that's basically the only consistent rule set of the entire game. From there, it goes quite mental quite quickly. Um, so you're always the cue ball. There's always a whole load of other balls you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And if you get enough of them down, the black ball basically starts sparkling, and that's when you're allowed to pot that. Um, but the concept of a pot might differ between table to table. What the balls are actually up to and what they're, how they behave and stuff might change. The environment might be completely different. Um, so let's try let's, yeah, let's, let's attempt to run the gamut here of what I've seen so far. So there's there's a save the trees protest where you right. have to, <laughs> but they're standing on top of trees or they're chained to trees, and in order to get them off of the trees so you can pot them, you have to push them around so their chains actually cut down the trees eventually <laughs> whilst making comedy chainsaw noises. Um, there's one that's set on a 400 meter track and they're all having a running race for some reason that you have to disrupt. And there's an achievement for running the race yourself and winning. Um, mm. Whilst some guy is throwing you as a shot putt in the middle of the, this, this track and field. There's a there's a there's a great there's a brilliant level where you're basically leading a brass band to their demise. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Pied, Pied Piper sort of thing. It really is, yeah. Because like the, the the pool balls don't have arms, but they have legs. So most of them <laughs> wear like so most of them wear like hats to do their to do other jobs. So in this particular level, the 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 eight ball, the black, the black ball, is basically wearing a conductor's hat. Um, which is just like putting this thing up and down in the air. So you you hit him first, and his hat falls off, and then you can you put you put the hat on, and then all of a sudden you get a button prompt on screen saying you can push A, but you can mm. you can so you can mash that, and if you, the faster you mash it, the, the faster the band starts playing, and then they start following you around. <laughs> so you just lead them to this hole at the other end of this thing, whilst the eight ball then starts coming after you to get his hat back. Right. Yeah, and it's moments. Up. And it's moments like that where you're like, "All right, game. I, I like the cut of your cloth here. This is this is decent. This is funny. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the random." And there's 120 levels in this thing, and so it's quite big. And not, most of them, most ideas only really hang around for two or three levels. So it's constantly jumping about between styles, and it's it's basic. Most levels boil down to a, the puzzle of what do I actually have to do. Yeah, which is sometimes really interesting, and sometimes the most frustrating thing. Like that, not every level is good. I think there's actually quite a large portion of levels that are pretty poorly designed, and uh, come down to either some bit of physics random that just doesn't work very. Ah, uh, no. Um, like I don't know. One of the recent ones I did was like you're at the toilet cubicles of a gig. Um, but and a lot of the balls are in those cubicles, and so you have to knock over the porter cab, porter toilets, whatever they call, to uh, to get them out, so you can put them in the hole. And uh, but the, the physics of you knocking down the porter cabins, I just find like super. They're like they're like the cabins feel too heavy, so like you can't knock them down in one hit reliably. So if you're going for the um, Every level has awards associated with it, and if you're going for the, trying to get the award of like completing the level within a certain number of pool cue hits, right? That one is particularly frustrating. Oh, okay. um, uh, I just don't see how it's possible. Um, 
yeah, yeah, you're at the mercy of how the how the things fall over and whether or not the door opens and whether it counts as the thing falling in. But they're also a bit magnetic for drawing balls back into them, so you might accidentally hit a ball into the door, and then they're stuck in the cubicle again. It's like, oh, now I've got to waste some, like three or four shots trying to get this bloody cubicle to open or destroy. And then, and then you get a level that's basically ski-free, and all is well again. <laughs> Okay, you get eaten by an abominable snowman when you get to the end. There is, there, there is a snowman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. And it's all, it's all presented in this quirky art style that's uh, a little bit like, uh, I guess I want to say like early Nickelodeon, kind of Rocco's Modern Life vibe to it. Like Very cartoony, oh, that's cool. like grotesque faces, yeah. I suppose. Not um, quite Ren and Stimpy level, but... Yeah, even even the end of level music is a little bit like sort of nineties grunge to some extent, and with the, the cue ball sort of just going da, 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 like in space because why not? <laughs> da, 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 um, da. <laughs> it's really strange, but kind of funny. And a lot of the sound effects is, effects are just nuts as well, like utterly bizarre concoctions of, of cartoon sound effects and balls that scream when you aim at them, and some that run away when you aim at them whilst screaming. And there are some levels that where the balls leave Tron trails behind them. And are weird, like... Oh, what are they, like... Like... Creatures from Star Wars that, like, live in the sand dunes and, like... Um... Cloaked oh, guys. Oh, you mean you never Tusken really Raiders? Face. Like yeah, a little bit like people. They look a little bit like Tuscan Raiders, but with glowing blue eyes. And like whenever you hit them, they leave like Tron trails behind them. I think Sam Peeper is racially insensitive, so I'll say Tuscan Raider. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> no, I mean probably in Star Wars. <laughs> oh, I see. I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I think the, the comedy level is good, or at least it hits pushes my buttons. But I think the actual game side frequently has problems uh but but I, I, yeah it's, it's, so, so that's a shame maybe, maybe they perhaps they probably could have halved the level count mm. and just focused on quality like tighten up the levels that are good get rid of all the other levels that are a bit shonky the fairground levels in particular they can go um right uh but yeah it's, it's a it's a fun little thing I'm, I'm quite enjoying my time with it overall. It's an easy rider level that's kind of fun. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's madness. That sounds cool, though. Yeah. Just a little neat. bit overboard. Yeah. 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 It, need, it definitely need, could have done with some, some refinement. Uh, and that'll probably do me. I still pl- while well, still hitting Streets of Rage every now and then, um, doing things, yeah, just playing a level here and there. I, d- I did one mission on Gears Tactics. <laughs> you you might as well give up on that game. I think at this point, uh, it's just. I think my problem with Gears Tactics is that it's just not interesting. It's like it's not bad. It's just not interesting. Mm. It's it's the blandest tactics game I can think of. And that would be me. Uh, boom. Zeg, it's your time to shine. 
Yes, and I've got five games to talk about, and I'd say that now because wow. I've actually pre-remembered what they all are this time. <laughs> Here we go. Are you excited, cat face? You're staring <laughs> at me like you're excited. Is the cat done with the news? <laughs> <laughs> the cat is done with news and is now poised and standing at attention. <laughs> okay. Adventure well, the cat. first game was, I mentioned it earlier, Astroneer. Went back into that because there was another update. And weirdly, it's basically <laughs> basically what they've done is put Factorio into Astroneer. You now have like grabby arms that can pick stuff up and move stuff around automatically. And therefore, you could actually automate stuff at all. Except it's it, just as you would imagine from it being Astroneer, it's still kind of like jank. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of because it has to be with the way the sort of freeform base building works in Astroneer. Like the arms basically just have, when you highlight them, they just show like a circle at each side where it's like anything inside this circle will be interacted with and anything inside this circle will be where it puts it. <laughs> So you just kind of have to like shuffle your base around and put the put all the platforms at the right distance apart for the arms to be able to interact with the correct things and hope that they can only see like the output of this machine rather than like its input side or whatever, so it won't like take the wrong resources. Or you can filter the arms by putting a resource on the arm, but then that arm can only interact with that one resource, which is you know not actually that useful if you want to do like just one smelter for everything or whatever. So yeah, that's a weird addition, but kind of like it kind of felt like that's where that game was always intended to go, like to have some amount of automation because there's a lot of stuff that was like partially automated. Like if you turn on, if you have a smelter, yeah, it can pull resources from storage bays attached to the same platform. Because I mean, I guess the storage bays just sort of act as an extension of the platform to just have more, more slots to store stuff on. So it will automatically process all the stuff that's on the on that platform. But then, mm. obviously, between two individual platforms, there was no way to transfer between them. So you were kind of you were always like basically picking up storage towers off one platform and moving them to the next one on the line or whatever, moving them from the smelter to the chemistry lab or whatever to move up the chain of production. Yeah. So now I guess you could just stick an arm there and theoretically automate it, kind of. Except you'd probably still need like one chemistry lab for every one of the different resources because you wouldn't be able to change the recipe automatically. So yeah, that's kind of an interesting addition. And you know, they also there's also another one of their unnecessarily grindy events to go with it. Where it's like at least this time it's a less specific grindy event. Because the previous ones were all about the previous ones, there was the Christmassy one where you had to repackage like random presents that landed on the planet. And then there was the scrap one where you had to repackage scrap and then send that away. Yeah. But in both those cases, you were using the packager device, which is made of like graphite. So it was basically those two events were just like the hunt for graphite. <laughs> Okay. You, had to, you had to be constantly looking for more graphite so you could make more packages so you could package the shit up that you needed to send. Whereas this one is just like, now it's just like, just send actual normal generic resources. So it's still a grind for those specific resources, but it's not like one specific resource. So it's slightly more variable. And also because the other part of the automation is now there's like automatic miners. So you can just put the miner on the, on the mineral, on the 
patch of mine mineable stuff and then just leave it. So it gives okay. you the opportunity to do other things whilst the miner is collecting stuff. Which is obviously good. Yeah, it's convenient. But still janking the way that Eskineer is because of the way those mineable patches are like generated into the terrain. It's like this you you can tell it's just like it's a spherical brush or whatever, where it just creates a sphere of resources inside the terrain. But then the miner can sort of see through the train to put, pull out that whole sphere, mm. and it's that. And like the auto miners are also weirdly more efficient than manual mining, so you actually get more resources out of the same amount of patch. Right. Did, so then that kind of. So how come it, it's more efficient? Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's. I guess it's implied that the manual mining beam thing is like kind of shitty. <laughs> Oh, okay. Since you're mining up all the dirt and everything as well, I suppose. I don't know. I'm sure they didn't really need a law reason for it. It was just like, it's automated, it's better. <laughs> hmm. Robots. Yes, clearly. And then speaking of automation, helpful segue into game number two, I played some more satisfactory. Uh... Except then, in that game, I've run into the problem of not automation, in fact. Because as I got to the point where I was like, I need to rebuild my whole factory, because up to this point, I've just been attaching bits onto it as I go, and it's, you know, it's not a complete mess, but it's, I don't really have any space to make extensions to what I already have, so I need to basically tear it all down and start over and make everything more organized. And then I ran into the obvious problem of, you know, it's a first-person 3D game, which just makes that whole process way slower than if you were playing, like, Factorio or whatever, where you have, like, blueprints and copy-paste and construction robots. <laughs> Whereas, so in Satisfactory, you're having to place individual buildings by looking at a specific place in a 3D environment and then clicking and then clicking on the output of a thing and clicking on the input of a thing, draw a belt between them. And it's just, like, it's quite time-consuming to build as much of a factory as it wants you to build, kind of, I guess. Because it wants you to do things, like, big. Right. Yeah, go big. It wants you to have, you know, 20 smelters or whatever in in, the, in a factory. but And, you know, it gives you a lot of space to work with as well, in general. Although I'm, I'm in a bit of the map where it's kind of like these cramped sort of valleys, so I'm building more upwards than sideways. Right. But it gives you the tools to do that as well. But it's just, you have to physically be there to do it, <laughs> which kind of makes it more time-consuming than it necessarily would be in a different style of game. I suppose you're having to constantly think about walkways for yourself as well. Well, not necessarily so much, because like, once you've set it all up, you never need to go there again, really. That's kind of the whole point of the automation. <laughs> mm. You do maybe want to think about where you're going to put a storage container so you can walk in and get stuff if you need it. But yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess it's kind of to be expected. That was kind of inevitably how that game was going to go in the end. It's just going to be here's a here's a slightly too big a problem for you to solve from first problem, first problem, first person. Right. Yeah, that was always going to be kind of a limiting factor, right? Yeah, and and weirdly, there's another sort of problem that you wouldn't have thought would be a problem which is that the resources are infinite 
because in Factorio, you're spending a load of time constantly, your resource patches are running out and you're having to build, you know, claim a new iron patch and put miners on it and disassemble the old one and all that. It's a constant thing. But in Satisfactory, the resources are infinite, but there's only, you know, there's a fixed number of patches, but they never run out. Mm. But the trouble with that is that it kind of requires you to, to like, there's no way you're going to be able to be efficient the first time you play it because you don't know the tech tree because you have to kind of know everything you're going to want to make in the future to know what ratio of things you want to use each uh, of the so individual you need, like, patches. Prior knowledge, yeah. Yeah. Or prior plan, yeah. So I was like, uh, even at the point I'm at, I'm at the second from last tier on the tech tree and I'm basically building to the amount of resources I have available. And I'm hoping that there's not going to be <laughs> anything that uses those resources again, because otherwise I'll have to... But then again, the world is so huge, I could easily just like build a truck route or a train line and just bring in more resources from somewhere else if I want, if I need to, I guess. But, you know, that will happen after I finish this whole rebuild of this factory and maybe try and make it not just look like a huge pile of giant cubes, because it's there's not really that many. There's some options for like making fancy buildings, but not that many. It's still a lot of flat vertical walls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that something they're going to add to, do you think? Maybe. I mean, they have tried. There's like, you could have weird like quarter pipes, which aren't very useful design wise, but they exist. Mm. And you can have like inverted slopes so you can, a- can actually make like overhangs that look sort of okay, that kind of stuff. But there's certainly basically two kinds of wall the, the, the like the metal looking wall and the colored wall <laughs> maybe they could make the one kind of wall customizable or, or the two kinds of wall. well i mean that the colored wall is paintable so you can yeah. at least make the buildings different colors but it's still the same exact geometry repeated right, yeah. over and over <laughs> so i don't know maybe but that's not really the important part i guess no no i suppose So that's satisfactory. It's still continuing to take up a lot of time, I suppose. It continues to be satisfactory. Yes, at least. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't, didn't even play that that much because I, I think I probably mostly played Oxygen Not Included again because I went back to that again for a while, for quite a while, I guess. <laughs> Finished another one of the maps, like actually 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 finished yeah actually did the two objectives that you need to complete although there's never actually a completion really but i finished it but yeah i did that but i not really need to talk about the what i actually did in that game but i did did want to mention they've actually now done a very slight preview of the first dlc like they did previously say they were working on a dlc but now they've done a an early preview of it and it appears to be about radioactivity and probably nuclear power and all that stuff. Oh, okay. Working on a DLC for a game that's still in early access. No, it came out. Remember, it was Game of the Year, which implies that it came out. <laughs> in oh, our I... rules. Wait, I'm st- I think I'm still stuck on satisfaction. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, you're not included. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. It seems like you know radioactive. Theoretically, radioactive stuff was already in the game. Like, there's an unused element. They have radium is in the game files, but it never spawns 
in the mm. actual game. So they, they clearly always intended to theoretically put this in eventually, but now they're going to do it. But the more important thing about this DLC, which may be more interesting than the nuclear tech or whatever, is that they're trying to rebalance how space works to make it to make it basically so that when you launch a space mission to a location, you actually go there and play it. Like all the space locations are just going to be another map that you actually go and play rather than just being somewhere that someone goes for a certain number of days and then you just get resources. <laughs> right. And I have no idea how the hell that's going to work because like, you know, this game already can start to suffer in terms of like CPU power just on one map. And now you're saying that we're going to be running multiple maps simultaneously. <laughs> Not quite sure how that's going to handle it. I mean, maybe if they're, they're making these maps so that you can play play them all and they all have like a realistic amount of resources, you could maybe make the original map much smaller. Like make your starting asteroids right. half, half the say. size, but then have all of them be that size, maybe. Nook Islands. <laughs> they pass in and then they're gone. Well, I mean, that's the, the real question is, like, the wording of it does seem to imply they want them to run simultaneously, but there's definitely ways you could make it run, like, less than simultaneously. Like, I don't know, SimCity. <laughs> How sure, they did yeah. it really badly. Hopefully not that badly. Just statistically catch up. Yeah, just weird, like, catch-up mechanics or just, like, don't bother worrying about syncing up the time and just have those resources arrive when you start the other map or whatever. But, you know, who knows? But make, changing the space systems at all, they also said that they want to make just the rocketry easier, which I guess they'd have to if they're going to make this whole other system based on the rocketry. But <laughs> making the rocketry easier will be kind of nice because I guess, like, as the game stands at the moment, it's nice to be a complicated thing you do at the end game. But if it's no longer the end game, it would make sense to make it not as complicated. <laughs> So there's that. Makes that, sense. That DLC will come out sometime this year in theory, but there's also going to be regular patches still, they said as well. And also when the DLC comes out, there'll still be content for the base game at the same time. So you, you'll still get new shit even if you don't buy the DLC. Good, good. And then the fourth game, helpfully something that Rob mentioned kind of in passing there, Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> I finally went back because I hadn't played for like I don't know a couple of weeks, I guess. So how, how skank were things after a couple of weeks? Not that bad, and thankfully I've fairly well confirmed that none of your villagers will leave unless you're there to see them leave, basically. So, <laughs> <All right. laughs> so you won't come back and have all your favourite people have left and be replaced by random assholes, <laughs> like you could have in the other games. So that's nice. But there's been a the July patch for Animal Crossing just happened like this week, I guess. And they've allowed you to go swimming so you can swim around and catch a whole other bunch of random animals. <laughs> In case you thought there wasn't already enough animals to catch to complete your encyclopedia or whatever, now there's a whole new group for seafloor animals. And then you get to play the game of what ridiculous shit am I going to grab and shove in my pockets now? <laughs> Because it's already ridiculous when someone rolls around and all the, and then you start seeing sharks in the fishing spots. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, I'm just going to fish up this whale shark and then shove that in my pockets. <laughs> 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 I 
but now you now you're like I'm just gonna grab this jellyfish and shove that in my pocket, <laughs> or a whole sea an enemy. <laughs> so yeah, it's a fun time for yet more animals to catch. But that seems to be really the only you know the only thing that swimming does is it's another mechanic to catch animals. There's no real other things. There is like a random additional NPC that when you when you fish up a scallop for the first time each day, maybe, or maybe it's just like occasionally when you fish up a scallop, he turns up and gives you a random ocean-themed blueprint in exchange. So, you know, it's just another delivery mechanism for more random cra craftable stuff to decorate with. But maybe Good just action. fish up more animals. So is that the only uh, summary update you're, you're expecting from them? Or? I think that's the only update in this patch. But there were, I mean, like last month, there was the wedding season thing. Oh, right, yeah. That I didn't get very involved with. So I, maybe there'll be an, another thing later in this month if the swimming doesn't appear to be enough content. I don't know. Maybe that maybe they'll just take a month off to work on whatever's next. Yeah. So that's Animal Crossing. It still continues to exist. I still haven't got round to sorting out my goddamn flowers, and so my island is just <laughs> still constantly overgrown by a million flowers. One day I'll get round to it. And then the last thing to talk about is not a full game. Yeah, I played the demo of Creeper World 4 because that happened. All right, yeah. I guess it was in yeah. that, in the Steam demos thing. It was one of them. Um, Summer Games Fest, but Steam Star. Yeah. So I played the demo of Creeper World 4, and, you know, as I suspected, the giant wall of goo does look kind of weird and freaky, <laughs> particularly when it's like on an edge. Because I don't know, if, I don't know if there was a smarter way to do it, but like the maps have like voids. In the in the two D game, it's sort of explained as being like you're on like fragments of an asteroid or whatever, and it's just space, right? So the creeper is sort of sitting on top of the asteroids. But in this this game, where it's just like you know it's regular three D terrain, and then there's just this hole. <laughs> Which still looks like space through this hole, but then the giant pile of creeper just abruptly stops at a vertical wall at the edge of this hole. It just looks kind of weird. You don't think about it so much in 2D, even though it, it is the exact same in 2D. But when you see it in 3D, it's like, that's strange. It, maybe you could have, like, had some kind of... Even if it was only visual, like, maybe have some kind of effect, effect that makes it look like the creeper is kind of water falling off the edge continuously. That maybe would hide it a little bit. I don't know. But yeah, apart from that, the game is pretty much identical to the 2D games. You build the same turrets, you shoot the blue blonde of death and then get get to wherever you need to go past the blue blob of death. <laughs> I guess. Some marginal changes to mechanics, like the when you have the neutralizers that destroy the spawners that spawn the creep. Previously, it would destroy it. Now the neutralizers just stop the thing from spawning any more creeps. So theoretically, if you lose the neutralizer, the spawner can turn back on rather than being permanently destroyed like it used to be. So I guess that's slightly different. And there's some new enemy types along with the 
to along with the generic goop. <laughs> <laughs> but then, then of course, I ran in sort of in the same theme of satisfactory. I ran into the problems with 3D, which is that previously there used to be spores, which was the air unit of the creeper, and in 2D, you know, they're air units, so they don't interact with the terrain; they just move in a straight line. Sure. But you're on a 2D plane, so you still only have to like build your anti-air in a line to block where they're going. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. But in 3D, now the spores have changed to plasma spores, but they're a, they move on a ballistic arc, and your anti-air has a spherical range, so they can occasionally arc completely over where your anti-air is and just hit somewhere behind. <laughs> Which kind of sucks because now you just have to like spam anti air everywhere. Mm. Yeah, you got to pepper everywhere so the spears have slight coverage in your important stuff. Yeah. Or, well, yeah, just more or less everywhere. So, yeah, it's a slightly weird. And also, the other thing that I'm not necessarily sure about design wise is they've there's new resources that seem to like be a bit single purpose but maybe that's just because i haven't you know because you don't see all the stuff in the demo so like there's a new resource this red mineral that you have to mine and then process in the factory but the only thing it's used for is to power the anti-air turrets and like in some ways that's a you know you have to secure the resource to in order to power your anti-air but then that's just like a that's like a binary win-loss state and the resource is used for this one purpose it seems kind of a bit unnecessary in the way in like the balance of that kind of game to have extra resources that have limited use. Hmm. I mean, I guess at a certain point you were talking about things like total annihilation or whatever, where you just had energy and metal. It's kind of no different from that, I guess, to have the energy of the normal grid and a other resource. <laughs> but still. Yeah. I think I preferred when everything was powered off energy and you just had to worry about your overall like drain on the grid. Because that was one of the things in the Creeper World 3. Like, your anti-air drains a lot of energy. So if, you, if there was a big wave of spores and all your anti-air fired, like all your other guns would fire slower for a while as the energy grid caught back up. So that, you know, that could have an effect. But if they're now running on this completely separate mineral that you're only mining for the purpose of anti-air, then it seems like that's not as interesting. But, you know, who who knows what else that mineral might be used for later in the game. Yeah, yeah maybe it is pulled in multiple places. It's surprising if it isn't. Because there is another mineral that you get in the in the demo, this blue the blue mineral, which can be used either... either you, can, you can have those mines either convert it directly into energy for the grid or convert it into anti-creeper, which is like your version of the blob. <laughs> Naturally, they just annihilate. So that colored goo. Yes, it's white. It's white. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, that so that resource does have two uses, even within the bounds of the demo. So I guess they could. But I don't know if you needed more complexity exactly. I just really don't have any idea how you even like improve the concept of that game. Because like I said, when I was talking about Creed World 3, at a certain point, you're just it's just like walking a wall of turrets forward, essentially. 
because all you have to do is outpace the amount of creeper being produced by the amount you're destroying per second and then you win which is also actually kind of made more obvious in creeper world 4 because they now have a straight up there's a graph in the bottom right hand corner where you can have like here's the total creeper or you can change it to delta and then be like oh i'm winning because <laughs> mm-hmm. you can just see whether the delta of creeper is going up or down right i see yeah So, yeah. Weird. Yeah, I see what you mean. It's a difficult, slightly different one. I guess the different unit types and the potentially random nature of when they occur is where you might lose out, right? They're just battle, just pushing against a constant wall yeah. isn't going to be all that interesting. You need yeah. the other elements to. I guess that is why to affect you and screw you over. I guess that is why they, there does seem to be a lot of those new secondary units being introduced. But then that kind of like. That's not what this game is about, right? It's about the giant blob. <laughs> it's <laughs> in the name of the game. There's that other RTS that's coming to mind now, Grey Goo. Mm, yeah. I don't really know anything about that, though. But I, just... I think, that, I think that, yeah, in that case, the goo was slightly more, slightly less just a giant wave and more of like it produced units out of the goo. Right. But yeah. I'll be interested to see if, because in the demo, they, there's no terraforming, and that was like a really big part of the 2D version, changing the height of the landscape to build like walls and stuff. So I'll be interested to see whether that does actually get implemented into the 3D version. Yeah, that it definitely that was quite a large mechanic, and it would be even more weird to see that in the 3D. <laughs> Being able to edit the individual like terrain polygons to shift them up and down might look quite strange. Clonk down giant cubes. Yeah. So that's that. That's pretty much everything I played apart from obviously Rocket League. They've extended obviously. they've extended their rocket pass because of, you know, everything. Which is annoying because sixteen weeks was already too long for me. <laughs> It ended up being too long for me as well, but you know I'm, I'm appreciating the uh, get, well, yeah, the epic collection of brown. You appreciate being able to get to the end with Rocket League. Yeah, well, also, well, I've done that for the last few rocket passes. It hasn't been so much of a problem. It's been to the wire on a couple of them, but um, yeah, not, it's not been too bad. But the, um, I, I guess the, the, the you know, rocket. It's always it's worth mentioning that Rocket League does do. A, a really good job with their battle passes compared to most other people. Uh, simply because they keep it, you know, they keep their structure flat. It's pretty clear how long it's going to take. There's no like exponential increase in how much it needs to get to the next level, which is nice. Uh, uh, and also, you know, the, the fact that they make the battle pass endless in a way, but with, by having all the different colored colored options and stuff like that. Come right. afterwards. So it's like even when even when you're done with the main slew of stuff, it's like, hey, you can now randomly unlock colored and crazy variants of all the of all the stuff. Just keep going. Just keep yeah. going. And, and it's like, course, and of course, Rocket League does the thing which every battle pass should really do is lets you earn enough to get the next battle pass without having to put in actual real, more real money. <laughs> it's very important. Yeah, I'm not even. I wouldn't even be too upset if it wasn't like 
the full amount, right? I mean, that's really it's really cool that it is, and it's you know, especially if they want me to spend twenty quid on a fancy skin, <laughs> which you're never going to do. No, which I'm never going to do. Um, but you know, it's like it's it's really good of them to put that in there. Uh, in the first place, it's, it's like, I think in the early was it the early passes you couldn't earn the total amount was it like you could well, you could get a chunk of it but not the whole amount. No, you always could. The, the, oh, okay. The, the problem came when they switched to credits rather than, I mean, switched fully to credits from for the um, for opening crates and whatnot. Because then they did that thing where they gave you like extra for the keys and all that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I, I have to say, like, a bit of me does miss the random. Uh, was it the decryptor system at least? Yeah. Not so much keys because I never used one on an actual crate, but the uh, I always used the keys for the next battle pass. But the uh, yeah, having a chance of you of engaging with the blueprint system or some other part of the system just without actually spending money. Because you actually want like, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was nice. It's a shame that's gone. And it, the, decrypt, the good part of the decryptors was it took the whole trading aspect out of it, which is quite mm. worked for me. Yeah, there's none of that CS:GO black market nonsense where there's real money associated with <laughs> well, things. Not with the decryptors, anyway. Not with, with the, keys, the decryptors. There's no, no. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But they do a damn fine job of that. Yes. And that's Everyone that. else should listen. I don't want to pay 70 quid for a skin pack on Valorant. It's not happening. <laughs> Dan, did you play games? Uh, not this time. Oh. Uh, I'm just carrying on with Halo, but there's nothing new to say there. <laughs> Plotting through. <laughs> Is it functional? I guess that's the one thing. Oh, it's very fun. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's surprisingly good for an old, for such an old game. I, I'm kind of surprised how, like, because you think, oh, they must have, like, not only done up the graphics, but also the gameplay a bit. And I guess they've slightly adjusted the uh, aiming or something, because you can switch modes between classic and kind of modern, which is a bit weird. But then you can always just switch back to the old graphics. So, And it happens Absolutely. instantly. So yeah, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's just the same game. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm certain it is. You know, same AI routines. Same, yeah, same Which logic is all... under the hood. They, but they, but they've slightly, they've slight, they've had to do some some improvements because like yeah. a lot of old games, it was a lot of the logic was frame rate locked. Yeah, which I think yeah. is, I think is what's given three four three such a headache with some of the other ports. Yeah, yeah, they seem um, to have fixed it here. Yeah, yeah. It's just I. Games haven't moved on that far, <laughs> lol. <laughs> In some ways, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess. <laughs> In terms of being fun, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think anything else. We were looking at stuff in the sales. So I was. Oh, I'm playing a bit of The Witness, but it's very slow going. Um, it's a lot of game. Yeah, and there's not much to say other than there was a puzzle. I solved it. I'd, I'd, I've done a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which bit are you um, working on? Uh, well, I made the mistake of going to the town, which is, I think, meant to be the last bed, probably, yeah. to focus on. So uh, I need to double back around. Find uh, some themed ones? areas. 
in the village. From the town. <laughs> the town's where you do everything. Because it has all the different elements puzzle mixed types. in with the puzzles. So I'm having to work out what the puzzle types are, like, without going to the different areas. So I think I need to... Yeah, <laughs> but it is go, right just there. Just go to the different areas yeah, and then I know. you'll know. So anyway, Use the boat. Oh, right. So you mean, didn't, didn't the boat town have the, have the mirror puzzles? Wasn't that the first thing? Or, you know, sorry, the light reflected puzzles. No, that's the desert. It does have those, though, of I mean, course. Yes, it does Along with everything those, else. But... <laughs> Right. The, the desert is where where those are. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that yeah, I, I think I remember one of those in the town. That's why I'm getting confused. Yeah. There's at least two, I think. In, uh, right. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Um, and the movie puzzles. <laughs> yes, I guess that is technically in the town. I'm still debating whether to get dirt in dirt. Rally two in the sale, which is still on, I guess. So we'll mm. see. Maybe I'll play that. Yeah, I haven't quite decided. Like, so it's one of those sales where it's like I feel like I should pick something up, but I'm not sure what. Yeah, that's the only thing that really jumped out. I think I think I might be on the edge with Doom. Doom might be the thing that might yeah. push me over. There's only a few days left, so. And I've been playing Return of the Oberdin, which you can watch on YouTube. <laughs> so check it would so check Yeah, it except except I've been lazy and didn't actually get around to putting yeah. either the last episode or the portal two up at the end. Yeah, yeah there's, <laughs> there's plenty. So check those out on our YouTube channel, Happy Salad. And um we'll be back in a couple of weeks for another podcast. There shall be casting. I don't think there's much happening in the actual like event space over the next couple of weeks. Well, mm. we're in July, so we might have the big Xbox event, but I still don't think they've confirmed a date for that. Mm. And then we'll so see we if Nintendo just releases some random trailers, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Origami King will come out. I guess. But without its photorealistic lemons. I don't know what's there for me. Lemons. Lemons. Citron. Beaucoup de citron. Okay, that's a cast. We'll catch you next that's time. A cast. <laughs> the end. The lemon ending. <laughs>